getting started soon. Playing a song to get started, you know. It's from Chicago, so. November 29th, 2.45 a.m. There's like two people on Tumblr Live right here. Not, you know, my biggest audience so far. I, I did I did watch on Tumblr live to see him punk and raw. I, I'm glad I didn't watch it live. You know what I mean? You wanted to catch up with them? Party fucking started, right? I I, I think because again I am gonna do the recap, but I didn't want to put all my thoughts in the recap. I hate you know reading, you know the discourse part, because anything that CM Punk does right is gonna be, you know, full of discourse and shit like that, right? Literally every time that's what the guy is designed for, which which is always hilarious whenever anyone's talking about him. Like, either side would be like, oh, both sides are, like, you know, terminally online. You know, and people tell you to go outside and all that kind of stuff. But then, yet, like, they have, like, 80 million tweets within, like, you know, a couple of days and shit like that. But the thing is, is, like, you know, you're basically telling people who are terminally online to stop analyzing somebody. Uh, that basically made his whole fucking career off being terminally online. Like, without the internet, like, literally, you know, that's the only credibility CM Punk has had throughout his fucking career. But now when people amplify the internet shit, it's, uh, you know, it doesn't mean as much because the internet now is the establishment. You know what I mean? Like, the internet used to enhance, like, you know, the, like, you know different products because you know the behind-the-scenes shit or you think you knew the behind-the-scenes shit. You're only knowing what they're telling you, you know what I mean? And now it seems like because the internet needs 24-7 news cycle, everyone needs hits constantly. It's like the online shit is being facilitated a lot more. So none of the products that you're watching are going to be 100% fucking great. You know, none of them are going to be 100% great. Because, this is my personal opinion. Because, like, you know what I mean? Like, you'll have your moments. There'll be things that you can get behind. But because you're supposed to think negatively about both companies because of the online discourse, because that's where it's supposed to be going, it's always going to take away from the product of whatever you're watching. So the CM Punk promo, you know, people were not happy with the CM Punk promo. I wasn't expecting him to go out there and mention Tony Khan or the Young Bucks 
you know, I wasn't expecting that kind of shit. I, you know, but like, you know, purposely, because everything this guy does is purposely. Everything about him is a marketing fucking tool. He went out, he went out there and did cut the most hypocritical fucking promo on the planet. And the thing is, you know, because I think the the overall structure of wherever this is going is definitely, you know, uh, like a, a work. Like, when when people think it's a work, it's like, okay, well, they're different companies. So how can it be a work? But it's like, if these companies are all intertwined, like, you know, in the real behind the scenes, not the behind the scenes that, you know, is on social media. And if, like, you know, the you know, the money that's being made... Which is hilarious because people keep saying, oh, oh, they threw away the chance to make this a storyline and make money. What do you think they're doing with it right now? What do you think is drawing money with every, like, ever since this brawl out shit happened, it's been designed to make money online. What, what, for better or for fucking worse. I'm mostly worse with the amplified fucking sports entertainment accounts that are talking about, like, all the time that they're 100% authentic and real and all that kind of shit, doing, like, you know, shitty sports entertainment because we need to reboot the Attitude Era again. You know? But what do you think they're doing? You know, this is designed for future documentaries. I, I Thing is, like, whenever you think something real happens, you think it's going to be a work within the fucking company... But it's going to end up being something that, you know, ends up, you know, being being a work in the grand scheme of things. You won't know if there will be a big money payoff for, like, the online, for the product. I keep assuming eventually we get to an AEW and WWE feud down the line or something like that. You know. You know, like I said, if WWE is, like, supposed to be the one that kind of not goes under... But like you know, and ends up losing in the in the long run. Even though right now they're like winning completely. Like to me, it's like they need to find a kayfabe reason. So maybe with Tony Khan declaring that one time that like he takes a shit personally a couple of years ago about WWE doing like fucking with him and all that. How do you know this isn't a grand master plan in kayfabe real life? That like you know people are going to WWE to take it take it over from the inside in maybe you know, and maybe do some contract tampering or some shit you know who fucking knows. Like this discourse is not gonna fucking stop. You know the discourse is gonna keep continuing. So. Let me play some... I can go over some of the discourse, but let me play the fucking, you know, promo that, you know, people... The thing is, it wasn't supposed... I don't think it was supposed to be super, you know, like, there wasn't any really real substance to it, but I do think that there, like, the, the substance was toward the end when he said off the mic. I'm here to make money, not friends, whatever. And he and he and he and he did like Seth Rollins did you know obviously address him like directly in some kind of way, earlier in the promo. But CM Punk, you know, when he was making those references about people not you know, uh, you know, not being thrilled that he's back, it was obviously reference referencing you know Seth Rollins, and I'm gonna be looking forward to this feud, because you know I think Seth Rollins is in a place right now where, I think he's at his best character wise in my personal opinion. 
Uh, it was kind of iffy in the beginning a little bit when it first started the whole, you know, this whole, like, you know, over-the-top thing, whatever. But he's finally found, like, you know, a, a groove in it. And he's been doing well with it. You know what I mean? He's over as fuck. People sing his fucking songs. So I'm not worried about Seth Rollins being able to handle CM Punk on the microphone. Maybe, like, six years ago, seven years ago, I'd say, yes, uh, Seth Rollins is not going to do shit on the microphone to CM Punk. But now... I think he's, like, you know, fully, you know, in it. That he can actually kind of counter what CM Punk does, you know. So here's what CM Punk... The, the ads might play in the middle of it, but... It's, it's going to be, like, six minutes long or so. Hold on. And when I mean hell throws over, I mean... This is me standing in a WWE ring... On Monday Night Raw with a live microphone in my hand. Basically, basically he's remixing old promos, a pipe bomb, and he's also remixing his AEW homecoming, basically, in these in this promo, basically. And it's like when, if you're buying into the the you know the kayfabe of CM Punk, um, you know, going back to a place. You know, which is odd because people have pointed out, like online, it's not like an original point, but it's all it, it should be. You know, it's it's an it's an ironic point that he had issues with Cole Cabana and AEW. He had issues with, uh, with Cole Cabana and AEW, and he's going back to the place that caused those issues, and the doctor is still fucking there. You can't tell me that this irony is not being booked in like an overall way. These celebrities do not play by the regular rules that you think. They apply these regular working rules to the fucking working environment so it's relatable. And I'm not saying I know every single fucking thing. I'm not saying that I'm 100% correct. This is just my interpretation. This is just how I feel. Again, you know, this is why I'm not a, a guy that's listened to. That's why I'm, you know, on Tumblr live at 2.55 a.m. in the morning. For three people in the fucking chat who are not saying anything, you know? This is. So. The, 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 I'm just saying that. I'm just setting the tone of what kind of takes you're gonna get for somebody that's, you know, already, like, you know, aesthetically not gifted. And, you know, I fit the T to every negative thing ever. And, and plus, I'm going off on, you know, different fucking, you know. Like, Stay tuned, the viewers who are watching live on Tumblr or people are listening, because then I'll get into, you know, how I think CM Punk, uh, you know, has a new Illuminati body. And, yeah, he got a new body where he looks completely fucking different. If anyone can afford a clone, it's him, you know what I mean? Um, but hold on a second, you know. I don't mean the fact that apparently a Blackhawks fan is universally loved inside the Predator's barn. So I, I I guess it's gonna I guess it's gonna be a universal thing where he uh, where he br where he's bringing the ho he's bringing the forced hockey references now to uh, to his WWE promo, and and and, that, and I I I can't wait for him if Seth Rollins is fucking smart when they start promo battling just tell him like, just say that nobody gives two shits about hockey or something like that you know what I mean just just knock it out just knock it out right away you know what I mean this guy's gonna keep fucking you know you know getting his hockey references on and I I I don't really think anyone gives two shits about hockey right now you know what I mean I don't know and I'm Canadian but you know but 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 here's the thing um. My my listenership, most of the viewers are American, so, 
you know, I'm kind of lucky that, you know, no Canadians are going to be listening to this, really, um, to get mad at, you know, me not giving a shit about hockey. Okay, I'm sorry, I had to. You guys understand that. I gotta be me, right? Yeah. <laughs> and lately, I've been feeling a little bit more like myself ever since Saturday, which was a career highlight for me. I've been trying to come up with the words and the language to explain to all of you exactly how I feel. And I've come to two words, and I'm afraid to say them, honestly. And it's not because they're not true. It's because I'm a little bit scared of how true they actually are. And it's a little bit corny, and it's a little bit cheesy, and it's not going to sound like CM Punk. I mean, but I've changed. that is how like CM Punk, really. And once upon a time, an American dream taught me that as long as you speak from the heart, you cannot go wrong. Because it is the truth, and this is the truth. I'm home. Now, here's the thing with the cold, that's supposed to be disingenuous, right? Now, if I'm judging this off, like, you know, the core of the whole thing, like, I, I know this place almost killed them, right? Here, here, here's the thing all these people go through these systemic like, you know, traumatizing things that, you know, like, the system, like, exploits them, whether it's feeding them drugs or, like, fucking up their health and all that kind of stuff. It always got to be seen. It always has to be seen as, you know, only, uh, um, like, you know, it's like the, the talent themselves are the ones that are fucking up, right? But, like, so I'm not saying what he went through was, a, like, you know, work that, oh, it didn't really fucking happen or something like that. But the thing is, like, when it happened to him, then it became an issue in the discourse, when, like, this is probably, like, what they did to CM Punk is probably business as usual of why different people have been fucking, you know, uh, dying early or fucked up, you know, health-wise and all that kind of shit. So, you know what I mean? So, if I'm judging that off its core, I'm sure at its core in some degree he is genuinely happy that he is kind of back where, like, he kind of started in some way. Even though this is supposed to be disingenuous completely because we're buying into, like, him being a hypocrite, which is what the discourse is supposed to really be. Because, you know, that's, like, you know, his online character, basically. And if you don't think that there's, like, you know, because, again, people want to believe that the information they're analyzing isn't kayfabed information. So people will scoff at the notion that, like, things in the wrestling world can work in a, in a like, you know, like it can be a work in different fucking ways. You know what I mean? And, and again, this is just my, my personal interpretation, but everything, but, 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 this, but if you're judging by the substance of this, this is probably like one of his, like, worst promos that he's kind of cut if you're looking in the context of what the internet discourse is about this. No one was expecting him to fucking, you know, like, you know, take a fucking, you know, uh, you know, like, decapitate a fucking Young Bucks doll on television or throw the AEW title in the garbage or something like that. You know what I mean? They have to make it seem like there's, like, you know, lawsuits and rules and all that kind of shit for that. You know what I mean? So, like... I wasn't expecting that, but I was expecting a little bit more than just this, but it's probably a good way. I mean, the thing is, is like, you know, they made people who don't watch WWE usually have to wait until like, you know, the final fucking segment, you know what I mean? Which is already, you know, 
And, and the thing is, is like also like there's also talent that have been kind of busting their hump and like improving and becoming better. And it's like you're gonna have a bunch of the CM Punk shills now, kind of like shit on all the entire fucking product in general. Like there's things that you can shit on definitely, but like there, there's some things that you know ha if you haven't been watching have gotten over. Just because it's like, you know, it's, it's how WWE books shit, basically. And their layouts. Three hours is way too much for a program, in my personal opinion. Like, on top of all the other fucking hours. Like, you know, these wrestling companies love to fucking, you know, extract all they can out of you to watch their fucking product, essentially. familiar place and I didn't know how I was going to react and I didn't know how it was going to go but it has made me feel like my old self because this is where I belong this is home and I've been gone for 10 years and over 10 years you people never forgot me even when maybe I wanted to forget me and that's powerful you are all powerful A bunch of continents, countless countries, arenas all over the world, the people watching at home, the people in the building never stopped chanting my name. Now people are doing technicalities because at a certain point people did stop, you know, chanting CM Punk's name. You know, but I mean, the point remains, they did chant for a while, I guess. So, I mean, listen, you know, a wrestler exaggerating, you know, his stats, you know. It's it's not unusual, but it's CM Punk and you know what the call people expect. That here's the issue, everyone's like, oh my god, I can't believe CM Punk's lying. It's like, dude, if listen, I'm a huge fan of the guy. It's that's never gonna fucking change in that regard. Like the guy's given me countless hours of entertainment and all that type of shit. Yeah, I have my personal vendetta a little bit against him. I mean, not so much against him. It's more about like somebody claiming to be the truth and then. He only gives a shit when it's something involving him or something that he's being motivated to amplify up. He doesn't, like, you know, he never talks about the overall shit. So I always thought that he was limited in it. And, and the thing is, he, he, he'll, he'll never admit that. And it's, it's, it's fine that, with the, but he, he was also taking subliminal jabs when I was at my fucking worst. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because he fucking, you know, did his whole pipe bomb thing. You know, I mean, I was supposed to blow up in the 2011 era as well, whatever, right? But a lot of people in the industry were taking jabs at how I didn't want to cross over to the other other side and uplift myself, whatever, when I was at my fucking worst. You know, that's just, just, just my personal fucking opinion. You know what I mean? He won't fucking ever admit that, obviously. You know. But, um, you know. It is what it is, but no, but like, you know, but I, but the thing is like, when it comes to the WWE shit, I always took his side with that, because there's no way I'm taking WWE's side with how they fucking done that, but, you know, you can bring up other fucking factors of other people doing it. When other people were going through their shit, you know, he was fucking mocking Jeff Hardy, he was mocking, you know, uh, Kurt Angle, 
when he was going through his shit, and it made it seem like they were the ones that were snapping, not knowing what WWE does, and then when they come back, they gotta humble themselves, make it seem like all the issues, all the bad habits are solely on them, so these companies can fucking, you know, uh, not have any accountability whatsoever because and then and then and then the people who think they're fucking like woke or think that they're fucking moral about shit they always limit limit the fucking narrative anyways. They didn't give two shits about McMahon fucking doing what he's doing until the product became bad. If the product was still fucking amazing, and this came out, people would not give a shit. Now they're fucking, you know, uh, you know, like people people are pointing out how uh, you know CM Punk put out. That what's it called? Uh, uh, you know, uh, he called WWE, WWE anyone that sucks on WWE as bootlickers, and he said shit about um how the culture over there never changes, and then also the added fact that him and Regal got into it in uh in AEW. You know what I mean? So like these things are supposed to be out there because he's supposed to be, I guess, a fucking hypocrite. I guess I don't know. Now there's six people watching me. Yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew the fuck, I knew, I knew the advertisers were gonna come play, I gotta put a low. This is what happened when you, uh. The voiceless found their voice, and I couldn't be more proud of you, and I heard you, and that's why I'm back, because I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys, and I've missed you guys, and I've missed all of this, and I wish I could say I never had to leave. But once upon a time, a wise man told me for me to get everything I need out of this place, I'd have to leave and come back. I hate to say the wise man was right. But that's Hayden. why I'm back to get everything I need out of this place. I'm back for you because you are home. Saturday night was an amazing moment. Monday night is an amazing moment. Try to have the words to explain to you how it feels, but in front of and behind the camera, it's been nothing but love. It's been nothing but hugs. It feels like a family reunion. Everybody back there is happy to see me. It's all smiles. A few people kissed me on the mouth. It's welcome back. Welcome home. We've missed you. We're happy to see I you. By the way, how's the AJ? And ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, AJ is fabulous, and she sends her regards. She'll probably be coming back soon. I know the thing, injuries Everybody and all that. She'll probably be back. back with open arms. This is where he starts cutting. This is where he starts referencing Seth Rollins a little bit. Some people are afraid. They're afraid of the truth. They're afraid of what they don't understand. But I understand. Everything I've ever wanted has always been here. The competition here, week in and week out, competes to be the best in the world. But the best in the world has not been here for almost ten years. I understand being afraid. They're afraid that I just set the bar to an unattainable level. They're afraid that the brass ring is in my back pocket and they can't grab it. They're afraid that the most dangerous and controversial 
feared men in this industry just walk through the front door and there's nothing that they can do about it. Some people are afraid that tomorrow morning when they wake up, they're going to have to come to terms with the fact that their best efforts at being the best in the world in this ring, on this microphone, even on commentary, even at commentary, isn't just false, but it's a lie. Because the best in the world is back and the best in the world is standing in the middle of the ring, live and in living color in Nashville, Tennessee, on a Monday night. And his name is... So, again, I wouldn't say that it was like a completely useless promo because I feel like he's kind of uh, overdoing it. Which is going to probably lead to him kind of being, you know, more heel because this will be good ammo for, you know, Seth Rollins to fucking tear it down, basically. You know what I mean? You know, that's how I fucking look at it, at least. Um, you know, I got some other notes here. Uh, let me see if I can go, you know. That's another thing. People were, people keep bragging about how many views. Listen, I'm not doubting that there's like millions of views that are legit that people uh, you know watched, but when they amplify that the whole like oh the most watched fucking thing on social on all the social media platform together, it's like do you not realize that these companies can fucking just like like here's the thing. It, it, it's not that it's useless the views like oh it's a bot so that means it's nothing. It means that. CM Punk is getting that push in the system that what they call they can manipulate for him to have like maybe like they can amplify it by like 10, t 10 times more than what it really is. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and that's why people fucking use these kayfabe level shit to justify why, you know. Like, oh, this guy is like, oh, you know, he, he, he did this all genuinely on his own and all that kind of shit, you know. But I think he's always been amplified to be the kind of... Just like how, like, you know, the the anti-heroes of the past, like Steve Austin and Tony Soprano, you know what I mean? Like, those kind of characters and all that have kind of set the seeds for you to basically be trained to, like... Like, be, like be, be trained to, like, accept that when you meet, like, someone like a Donald Trump, for example. Or Tucker Carl like, like like CM Punk's booking is like Tucker Carlson booking basically, you know what I mean that's why I say that uh, you know Trump is mega is mega Steve Austin, and uh, you know Tucker Carlson is mega CM Punk. So like you know he, he's like the thing is like you know he the guys like this always have to, like I'm just saying from now on like since since people now are like. Because again, when when you know their when people's favorites are making their whole persona, they're underground. They're the voice of the voiceless, and they do sell out moves, and they're fucking praising billionaires. And it's like eventually, the facade wears off, and the fucking people that are amplifying him then have to like move the goalpost and then justify why he has to become like, oh, it's okay to be a hypocrite and not stand on your morals because you gotta pay bills. Like this guy has enough. This guy has enough. This guy's not stupid with the money. He has enough money fucking saved. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? Like 
pretending like it's a regular person type of deal is like one of the biggest mistakes that fucking social media has made. And then these people are the ones that gotta fucking dictate the narratives because they're trying to be friends with the fucking wrestlers. Or the company themselves. Just because they put emojis in their fucking tweets, it doesn't mean that their thoughts are all completely fucking genuine. It doesn't mean they're not being given uh, establishment talking points, but just because it's online and somebody puts an LOL or puts a laughing emoji or like a, you know, a, a, you know, an eggplant emoji or something like that to show how horny they are, suddenly it means that it's 100% legit. It's like, oh, it's like an uncensored, like, against the system uh, opinion that no one wants to fucking hear when literally they're all being funded online to be these fucking characters. That's just the way I look at it, at least, you know what I mean? Um, you know. And then people thought, and then, and, and then, I, it, it cut off that one part, but after, off the microphone, I, I cut it off, I think. But he said that I, he said off, off the microphone to the camera, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money. So then, like, people go, oh, that's the truest thing you ever fucking said on the planet, huh? It's like you're dunking on the guy that's like trying to get dunked on. These these entertainers now are trying to get dunked on. So people think by, you know, dunking on the transparency that it means that, like, oh, this is something that the system doesn't want to hear. But it's like CM Punk fully knows that he's a fucking, you know, a hypocrite. He's like, you know, but and people also think that he was mocking. I, I didn't see that he did a victory lap, but people are saying he did a victory lap, how the Young Bucks did when he got fired. So they're clearly making money off of this. You know what I mean? Just a lot of the money now is going to the online fucking content. You know what I mean? While the discourse has to be, oh, this this product is losing. It's like everything has to be doom and gloom with the product. And then the people who, people online think because they're pointing it out that it means 100% that like they're being 100% real about this whole entire fucking thing. That's why it gets so fucking annoying. You know, I don't know who's giving me the fucking hearts, but I appreciate it. No one's saying anything, but I'm getting hearts. So sometimes I I don't even get hearts on here, but people are giving me hearts. I guess somebody, I guess somebody or one or someone or you know is really feeling what I'm saying right now. I guess I'm not used to any positive, you know, comments or you know affection. I mean, you know, I've been trained to be a cold-blooded fucking person because, uh, you know. I, I've been hurt so much fucking so so many fucking times that, you know. And this is not the era this isn't the era to put out your, you know, your your feelings because now you have a bunch of regressive edgelord assholes who are so desperate to bring back the edgelord behavior of like, oh, we're gonna mock sensitivity and we're gonna mock vulnerability because it's not cool because what I say is cool, what right-wing billionaires pay me online to be cool will be cool because, you know, it's on the internet and on the internet, when I'm a critic on the internet, that completely means that it's 100% genuine. That's why, you know, they, you know, The the discourse is getting so, so, like, it's becoming such a storyline that now they're adding QT Marshall to the storyline. Like, QT at his core, behind-the-scenes shit, 
I don't know every single thing he does, but, you know, I'm sure, like, a lot of the office stuff that he has done has been amazing. People give him credit for helping out and being a good coach. He seems like a, you know, a decent guy. I don't know. Again, I I better not say that because you'll find out that he's a sex pest as well or something like that in, like, five fucking weeks or something like that. Because, you know, you can't give anyone props in the industry because then everyone turns out to be a fucking scumbag and it becomes a whole marketing trope. Nobody gets canceled, whatever, and all that. But no, from all, all intents and purposes, the guy seems like a decent fucking dude. You know what I mean? He seems like a really helpful guy. I don't frown upon him being on television as much because he's a good Heat character. Um, he's kind of like a Baron Corbin kind of in a way, you know what I mean? But, like, he's supposed to, like, you know, get, like, he's booked it in a, in a way that makes the quote-unquote hardcore fan think that, oh, I'm a smart person because I'm pointing out that I don't want to see QT Marshall. Like, they can't be worked at all whatsoever. But the, but the, but the proof is in him elevating up. When you become a social media character, that's where you now become like, an important fucking character, so, like, he, so, like, he, he, he's such a fucking heel, he knows that people see him at a level, and don't see star quality in him, whatever, uh, you know, and again, I'm not saying that it's impossible, the guy does a, de- the, the guy's a good wrestler, he does a decent job at being a heel, but I always thought they put him in position, like, like, CM Punk is getting credit, because, Oh, CM Punk had the balls to say that he doesn't see um, Hobbs being a good being in a good presentation with QTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no shit. Like that was like again another discourse thing to basically you know complain about the fucking booking. So it has some type of real life type of uh, you know uh, like discourse from it. So QTV apparently is leaving because he thought that he should have been on television more and focused more on the wrestling. He thinks that they're doing too much. I guess he thinks they're doing too much New Japan style. I actually wish there would be more New Japan style in the sense that uh, you know you you know make it more sports orientated in some degree, but it's kind of more WWE like. Is he right about you needing characters and all that kind of shit and needing you know story needing overall story? Sure, but you could do that with wrestling based shit. So he he was mad about that and you know so now to amplify that oh the, the AEW is being horribly run because that has to be that has to be the discourse with every fucking company now that they're horribly fucking run, organized fucking chaos in my personal opinion. But now, but but now the you got to include QT in the discourse. So when you become part of the discourse, you're kind of becoming, you know, you're 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 going to be a focused on fucking character, especially when it comes to this shit. Cody will pro like it, it, like for example, like you know, people won't believe that QT could just get a WWE job because they don't think that he's that like star, like he's not a star a star quality type of dude. But because he's close with Cody, he'll get heat for, you know, getting hired because he's Cody's friend. And then, you know, he'll find a way to be on television, essentially. You know. But the guy has done decent fucking, you know, I think he's done decent work. I know people are going to frown upon him, but he's always designed to be the, you know, the Baron Corbin of AEW, essentially. 
but I, I personally don't. At this, at this age, uh, at this age, I like maybe he's working some masterful angle where he will really shine in WWE, and we all eat our words. Otherwise, he probably knows that like he has like like as a character maybe like a, a ceiling basically. But the knowledge that he has is probably like you know like it's really valuable that can always serve different generations and all that kind of shit. So what the call so to me by him like putting it out there to everyone to react, it feels like another fucking layer of him being a heel online essentially. And it just feels like the online discourse is so forced. Like even having to put Moxley in the fucking you know, um, in the discourse by like oh Moxley was asked about this and he said oh you don't know want to know my opinion. So now everyone's getting mad about about Moxley you know because it, again I go back to that fucking podcast when he was on Renee's show, and even when he was going off about the issues about, like, you know, what was going on, it felt like he was memorizing a fucking script. It didn't feel like it was genuine and all that kind of stuff. And he felt like he was, in my personal opinion, he at his core, I felt like he was bored with the fucking, you know, online discourse becoming the storyline. It, it, he seemed so disinterested in it, and it felt like it had to be forced by the people who are, are you know, pro-punk shills who have to, you know, literally... um you know, like, make his name part of the discourse at all fucking times. Everyone has to talk about CM Punk constantly to get into the fucking discourse. Otherwise, no one's going to give two shits. No one's going to give a shit about your actual fucking talent. It's not about that anymore. It's more about being an online fucking character, an online discourse, because that's now online. That's who dictates um, how far you're going to fucking go as fucking characters. Unfortunately. You know? Like, do you know how how many ideas you must be running out of if you're making QT Marshall a fucking... Like, oh my god, we're gonna make him to the Discourse character. They were gonna point out that CM Punk's a genius because CM Punk didn't, uh... Didn't want didn't want him there. And by the way, people were you know cheering on CM Punk's power trip of of him being able to decide who can come to the collision and who can't come to collision. And yet now CM Punk shills are losing their mind because I I gave to you at, at Brian Danielson's core because it's like you know an overall work. Brian Danielson doesn't mind being thrown in the discourse because he doesn't mind getting fucking heel heat. But now the this again and the the people in the media like the the online accounts, the Reddit discourse and all that they can't decide if Brian Danielson has power or if he doesn't have power. One minute he's trading certain people, one minute it's like oh that's been grossly mis uh, misstated. Oh, uh, he has power and creative. Oh, no, no, that's been grossly misstated. Now, all of a sudden, he's on the committee that f- decided to fire Punk, and he put out a tweet about sometimes doing the best thing, you know what I mean? And people are acting like... It's a way to turn on on, on Brian Danielson. And, and now people are like, well, does Tony Khan really respect Brian Danielson if he's leaking this out about Brian Danielson? It's like, do, do, do you guys always have to force online discourse? Again, because a lot of you are more concerned about propping up what, so you can be uh, what, a, a commentator on like an upcoming documentary and give your expertise. 
while you're talking about getting horny on main all the time, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really fucking matter. And then, of course, people are like, oh, he didn't, oh, you, you complained when he did mention the Bucks, and now you're complaining he didn't. I don't think people were complaining about that, per se. Some people might, but I think most people are like, no, nah, this, this promo need to have more substance for a first-time fucking promo. P- people are having the same reaction that I had when his first, like, couple of promos in AEW, where it's like, yo, let's get to some venomous shit at, at some point. Like, this, you know, this happy punk shit is, like, kind of wearing thin. And he, you know what I mean? And I, it, it works once, and then people get fucking sick of him constantly doing the, you know, the, you know, the, the baby face thing. You know what I mean? He talked about not going to the place that made him sick. And now he's going back to the place that made him sick. I don't know why everybody, you know... Uh, I don't know. And then, and then there's people who, like, if anyone has a negative opinion, like, okay, it's clear that Brian Alvarez is making it obvious that he has a vendetta against CM Punk. Since ever since they tried to reboot, like the like his, I guess apparently Brian Alvarez tried to get with Maria and CM Punk got her. You know what I mean? By the way, and, and I, I think, you know, the entire fucking entertainment industry in general and these institutions, everybody is, like, hooking up with everybody, okay? And, and I'm not, like, judging it. I'm saying that's fucking cool. I expect that. So when one person promotes that, like, oh, look at the women that I fucked, whatever, and he gets his fan base to promote that, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, he's been catering to the internet for internet points, to go to to go. Oh, look at me with the cold, you know. Cause again, I'll, I'll 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 be honest. I used to go. Oh wow, that's fucking cool. CM Punk got with all these chicks. But then when I realized that literally everyone in the industry is probably fucking everybody, then you know, to me at least, uh, you know, it's not really as big of a fucking deal. Like I'm sure, like there's been, you know. It's 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 all it's all cool if you know that's you know, but what it is. But I'm just saying. But when you market it. Because CM Punk has always been doing online marketing with that shit, you know. That's just how I fucking see it. Not, you know, but, you know. Which is which is hilarious because, you know, a, a lot of people, like, online who become elitist, whenever, like, they don't have anything of substance to really say, and they can't answer criticism, they basically tell you to go get laid, or if you're not getting laid. But it's like, okay, fine, cool, because cause if you're not getting laid, then automatically... Like, people assume that you're a fucking serial killer. And they'll amplify that, oh, look, this person will be violent and all that. But it's like, have you ever been paying attention for the last fucking decade plus that all these people who do get laid in the industry have all become, like, you know, people that are sexual assaulters, violent fucking criminals and all that type of shit. You know what I mean? And you're talking about, and you're talking to me about, like, you know, people not people. So I, I'm just saying the way that you make the generalizations of people who don't get laid doing all the lamest shit ever. Then can I now make an argument that everyone who brags about like or boasts about getting fucking laid, and fucking makes that uh, you know their main personality trait, like can I now fucking say that okay then I can make an argument that people who do get laid then are the ones that end up being fucking creeps. I'm just saying by that logic, right? Again, I know I know people don't like the the logic pointed at them, 
they'll amplify that, you know, but. So anyways, uh, you know, so Brian Alvarez has, you know, his, like, he clearly makes it, like, makes it obvious that he has a vendetta, right? He clearly makes it obvious. He doesn't admit it, but then people point it out. But then people are like, oh, you should negate what um, Brian Alvarez's opinion is. But like, okay, fine, I, I can negate what his opinion is, but can I also negate what your opinion is? Because a lot of you are clearly on the CM Punk payroll. You're going to fucking keep justifying and moving the goalposts for him, and you won't see the fucking irony in it. And, 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 the, and the more you're doing it, you, you're, you're going to double down because a lot of you are protected. Um, but the fact is, like, a lot of you built your fucking whole persona off being anti-establishment, but you're not really anti-establishment. A lot of you are just as much establishment, but you need the anti-establishment moniker because then you'd be like every boring fucking jerk-off in the industry. It's, it's not fun if we all say that we're all part of the establishment in some fucking way. Like, you can, I, I, you, you can, this is not me saying, oh my god, praise the establishment, you know what I mean, establishment's fucked up, but people who act like they're not a part of it, it's like you're controlled opposition to me. You know? I don't know how, how many people are in here. Uh, oh, no, no, I, I don't know how many people are gonna, like, how many people are actually legit in here still. Like, 10 people in here, and I got, like, 42,000 uh, hearts, basically. I appreciate whoever sent the hearts. You know. I was looking at some of these names. Some of these names on here, like, it's like people just made accounts randomly. So it's like there's probably people from Twitter that came on here to make sure what I'm saying about their Pepsi Messiah. You know? That's not the way I look at it, at least. Uh, what else is here? Um, um, yeah, and then people, and I see people online, like, saying shit like, oh, they blew their stack on, you know, not doing, you know, uh, an HBK. It's like, why do you guys want to keep rebooting stuff because it was happening in the 90s? Like, 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 back then it was also propped up, but at least it was seen as as a little bit more real, and it, you know, it started a whole new thing. But why are people acting like this is not what's happening right now? Like, because it's not happening on television. Like, it's basically happening now, and 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 by the results of it, it's it's coming off fucking shitty, basically. This work shoot shit is not not really paying off. Like, you know, in the official capacity, but it's paying off enough that it's making non-stop fucking discourse. It's making a lot of people money with the engagement. You know, that's where it's going with that.
it feels like every day now there's going to be something about the CM Punk discourse that's going to be talked about. Because that's the whole point now. Everyone's going to react and do something with it. Like, sorry, I, I, again, I don't, I don't want to see Tony Khan as an on-air fucking figure. You know, but that's where it's going to go, unfortunately. His whole persona, it, it, it's like... It was about the company and the wrestling and the, you know, the alternative shit. And now it just feels like the last, like, two years or so, it's been more dedicated in making, putting more effort into making Tony Khan the inept booker and billionaire so we can have another cartoon and limited reason why to fucking hate somebody. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like, it's like you know, a lot of people get sick of these tropes, but then online, people are amplifying these tropes up because they're so desperate to have, like, the Attitude Era back again. One of the most overrated eras of, you know... And again, this is not saying there wasn't great talent. There wasn't saying there wasn't good angles going down. Uh, that's not to say there wasn't, like, you know, great moments. Um, but it, it was it was basically, to me, you know, a cash grab era where they, you know, did whatever was popular with Crash TV. And every... Now looking... Because, again, I used to focus mainly on the wrestling that I wasn't focusing on other entertainment, you know, and other, uh, other like, arguments in the social discourse kind of in that way. Mostly, like, you know, whatever people were talking about that that I knew from, you know, my fr- like from friends that were talking about different shit from other things. But now that I look at the overall arc of society and how it's being rebooted again, it's like, you know, people keep amplifying these eras. And it was like, it was always supposed to be at its highest at that point because every everything was blowing up that did the stuff that they were doing. You know, and it feels like, you know, they could have extended it to make it longer and, you know, actually have good build for shit instead of just wasting... I mean, in, in a bubble, yeah, it fucking was, like, you know, a great thing, but then because there's so much residual shit that, you know, happened after the Attitude Era, that became the formula... That it, you know, it's like it caused more damage than it, it did more damage than it did good to me. And if 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 CM Punk is you know gonna face Austin at WrestleMania, I think that will be the big match. I would have honestly, I thought you know it, there would have been something where where Austin would go back to AEW, so that what the call he'd be called out to be a wrestler instead of being a sports entertainer, and would get a new kind of Austin in some way. When he got his, you know, Illuminati body, you know, his, you know, transferring his consciousness into a new body or something like that. I don't know. But now that Austin showed that he could come back for a match, maybe they'll actually fucking build for CM Punk versus Austin, maybe. Not saying that'll happen, you know, now that I'm saying it, it won't happen. But if CM Punk isn't facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, then, you know. We'll see what ends up happening. You know. This is how I fucking see it, at least, you know. Let me see if there's anyone commenting. I have it. I don't have the fucking comments on. 
you know, if you tuned in late, I know what the call. There's no replay on Tumblr Live. If if I had my choice, you know, it, it would be a replay. But so if you came in a little bit late, you're gonna miss. But again, listen to the podcast because if you missed part of the rant, I've been talking about the CM Punk you know promo back and the discourse around it. You know. I, I try to take in the discourse and try to, like, not be... Like, I'm always, like, on Twitter, though. Like, if I'm reading something, I'm reacting to comments on Reddit. Instead of, for, even for things that I'll get downvoted for, I'll just go to Twitter and just start posting about it because sometimes these comments piss me off. Um, hold on. Let me see what I'm here. You know. It, it, it just like, you know, w- w- when you have these mafia rules and all that kind of shit, it just, like in these in- industries, it's like they make it, rela- like I'm not saying that, like, because p- people go through the shit that they go through, but they make it relatable, where you think that, like, it's exactly the same as a regular working environment. So acting like, oh my god, can you believe Brian Danielson has power in the, in, in the, I don't even know if that's fucking true, but even if he fucking did, like, like, like literally Triple H is a wrestler, who was an ex-wrestler. Um, you know, who, you know, who, you know, like, who will occasionally still fucking wrestle still. I'm sure he'll still, people don't think he'll ever have a match, he'll have a match. That'll be another match for, for, for why, uh, Triple H will come out of fucking retirement to face Punk, maybe. You know, and and finally do business. Maybe that'll be his WrestleMania opponent, maybe. You know? I can go to some other discourse. I'm trying to, I, this point that I had bookmarks, so I'm just going over the bookmarks now. Uh. And, and and it's it's funny also, because a lot of people, this is one point that I forgot to make. A lot of people that are anti, you know, who are anti-Cody, and we're, like, you know, literally shitting on him. Like, you know, all of last year for, you know, going back to, oh, he doesn't have that dog in him. And he, you know, he, he ran from the grind to go back to WWE to be, like, an online fucking character when a lot of these fucking people are fucking cowards themselves. And now, you know, they're using Cody as an example of why AEW has been falling. Even though they're the ones that said that Cody stinks, they turn the channel when he's on television. It's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like they, they say all these things, and then when you call them out for saying these things, like, you know, they go, well, I thought you didn't like Cody, whatever. They then start changing it. This is why you can't have 
conversations, proper conversations. Everyone's like in competition with each other. Like a secret competition. And then they, you know, they try to dunk on whatever take. Even if they're fucking hypocritical, you point out they're hypocrites, they'll point out something hypocritical you fucking did. It goes in cycles. This is why you can't have healthy conversations anymore. And you know what? I'm so, and I'm so glad that I'm irrelevant at, the, at this time because the discourse and the way that people act online um, is like gotten out of fucking control. And then, and, and then there's always people who, who want to be characters online, but their whole character online is, oh, I go outside and you don't. I go outside, but you... It's like, okay, what's the difference? You go outside and you're still mentally online. People are still fucking tweeting 100% of the fucking time. Well, how, how are you fucking doing anything different? Yeah. I I'm gonna come back in a second. I'm gonna go take my medication. Oh yeah, of course. I you better take a double dose, buddy. You're sounding pretty fucking crazy right now. I'll be back in one second. You know, but I'm gonna end this portion right here. Uh, of the you know, I'm I'm still gonna have Tumblr live on for a second while I regroup for a second. But, you know, I just wanted to cover the punk stuff before I get into it. Because, again, this is going to always be more and more discourse going on. This is not going to stop. Dude, like, it's, it's, it's so catered toward punk that people don't, pe people don't see that it's catered because it's talking about it online constantly. People are always going to fucking dick ride the fucking guy and dedicate, the, you know, do an online shrine... I was thinking about what, because again, I still have the the parody account of CM Punk still active. And I, so I, once in a while I do make a tweet, but I haven't made one in a couple of years. And, you know, the only reason why I, I kept, I was going to give up on it and delete it after a while, but Shelly, um, one of his exes, Shelly Martinez, she she would interact with the fucking, you know, account a lot and enter, entertain the account and fucking, you know, I kind of boost it up a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? She, oh, I wonder where hypocrite, you know what I mean? So, like, but, like, but, but, but at the same time, I don't want to fucking, you know, do that now, whatever, because the only reason why I made that account anyway is because I thought CM Punk used to troll me with some of the shit that he was doing. But, I, I mean, again, it's all in my head. I can't prove that. And officially, CM Punk doesn't know who the fuck I am. Even though he has name dropped me on Twitter, you know, he, you know... Was egg I feel he was, he was egging me on a little bit, but you know. Well, thing is, he he's fully aware of my he's fully aware of my tweets, and I forget what his friend Baller MMA. I forget who that guy is, but I followed him because I think he said something funny, and CM Punk retweeted it. And one time, I got into an argument with him, and I think because CM Punk follows him, he saw that he was arguing with me. And then CM Punk replied to him, but not replied to me, though. And he's like, oh, don't argue with uh, people like that or something like that. Because they, they, they haven't done anything in their life right now that. And I remember I went nuts and I went on like a really, uh, you know, uh, a whole tirade online. And I was like, even though I didn't take CM Punk at that point because I was blocked or whatever. But he was like, I, I, I know he was reading it, you know what I mean? 
If, you know what I mean? Because he, he had people who, you know, who are friends with him that followed me that would have given him the message, kind of, in a way. But that's fu it's fine, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know... Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stop... I'm not going to deny that I'm, I'm not... You know, I'm, even though I, I have... I don't, I don't have to like every single thing about CM Punk to be a fan of the fucking guy. You know what I mean? Maybe back, like, 10 years ago... I'd be like, oh, CM Punk, but CM Punk did no wrong for a bit, but then even, like, during his run, whatever, some of the shit that he would be, like, I didn't, like, again, I'm not saying that you shouldn't call Chris Brown out, but it's like, to me, it was like, you're calling Chris Brown out, out, while you're in an industry that fucking has, like, worse shit happening, and that wasn't part of your pipe bomb, basically, you know what I mean? That was, like, one of the things, and it felt like a lot of the racist wrestling fans were waiting to pile on somebody, because there's, there's always, like, aggression whenever it comes to, like, like you know, a, bl a black celebrity who might be problematic, whatever. There'll always be amplified hatred, and I just didn't like... I, I, again, the thing with... And, 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 and back then, I didn't even know about, like, what I mean is um, I was buying into the notion that, like that Chris, like, Chris Brown could have not been framed, in a sense, but, like, if, like, these celebrity, like, storylines are designed to be a part of the discourse, it's, like, it, like, it, it could have been organized to, like, I, I did at one point think, oh, he could be framed because he wanted to escape the Illuminati type of deal, right? But, like, it's a mixture of, like, you know, being in the showbiz mafia where they make these people become, like, real-life characters and they fucking become worse and worse. You know what I mean? They end up becoming, like, you know, the go-to villains. So that's why they made, you know, they made Tory Lanez the Chris Brown, basically, and Meg Thee Stallion the Rihanna, essentially, you know, with gender wars, with the celebrity shit. And then it makes regular people who have regular relationships, um, you know, start living vicariously to them and start having very negative opinions about men in general or having negative opinions about women in general. And again, you would think someone like me would enjoy this, right? But I don't want regular fucking people who are in couple-owned relationships to have their relationships fall apart because they're arguing about taking sides about Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez. This is showbiz fucking, like, reality show exploitative shit going on right now. I'll be back in a second, though. Okay, so let me, it's like, you know, 3.48 a.m. Let me get to some other discourse, you know. A lot of other discourse to talk about. By the way, Dixie, I'll, I'll just, I'll finish off the, the wrestling discourse first. Uh, like I mentioned QT leaving WWE, uh, AEW. Um, so the wrestler Effie... Um, you know, the, the guy from GCW, like, you know what I mean? Look, look, I, again, I, again, he, he, again, he goes viral for these rants at times he does. So I guess he's, I guess he did an interview. He's shitting on Ronda Rousey and for, you know, being a transphobe. Again, I, I've never, again, I don't, again, I, I don't follow everything she's done or said, but like, you know, it's, 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 it's another case of like. Like the in the overall view of some of these wrestlers, some of these entertainment personalities, like while horrible shit is going on, 
people are going to be cogs in the system to play roles of being, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to say, well, hey, man, it's not cool being anti-trans or whatever. And if she is, she can go to hell or whatever. But with the call, I feel like, you know, it's, like, all this has kind of, like, been built for this to be incorporated into people's characters down the line since they're incorporating internet shit. You know what I mean? If they didn't want you to know about it, they wouldn't know, whatever. She also gets shit for being a Sandy Hook. Again, I've again I know that she's questioned what went on. I don't think she's again as far as I understand. I don't think she's ever denied that people were killed. See again, see the, the, Alex Jones did a good job at mixing and matching because there'd be times he would say, "Oh, he thinks people did die." Everybody's listen to a show like you know regularly, but like even even during it, I would uh, you know also kind of like. Like, not be, like I wouldn't trust everything he fucking said, even if I thought that he wasn't super fucking evil at this time, whatever, because there was some truthful shit that he was talking about. And kind of banning his show, like, it kind of, like, does a disservice to people who might want to research stuff that he said in the past that may have been insider, because there is stuff that he said that was insider. And I'll, I'll explain, meaning he's a, he's a bad faith fucking actor, right? Alex Jones, he's a piece of shit. But I remember specifically when, you know, I was, like, taking in alt-media, and this is, like, one of, like, the, you know, the first shows that was, like, really alt-media talking about different fucking things. I seen clips of him, you know, didn't really know. I saw, like, Patrice O'Neill on his show, whatever, and all that type of shit. But then, like, he really went viral for the Charlie Sheen shit. Uh, when Charlie Sheen was, like, going through his shit. And you thought, okay, this has to be, like, so super real because this is, like, an alt-media place. And this is so not Hollywood, even though it kind of is Hollywood. It's just where Hollywood kind of goes. It's, like, kind of like how Howard Stern and Vince McMahon, like, like the, yeah, they're part of show business, but they're the ugly stepchild of show business, even though they're still just as much part of Hollywood as, you know, you, you, you would think. In my personal opinion, at least. And, uh... So, so, so what Alex Jones said in 2011, and I kind of, re- I remember this kind of specifically a little bit, right? Like, and, and, and this is not to say that there isn't shootings going on every single fucking day, right? Not every, you know what I mean? Shooting is a shooting, whatever. But some of these, like what he said in 2011, and this is not to say that, oh, this is to, this is to give Alex Jones credit. This is to show you that he, now looking back, he's an insider and giving you, he's giving you a layout of what he knew was going to happen, but he was doing it under the guise of being a truth teller, right? So he said something along the lines back in 2011 that he goes, you're going to notice that the mainstream media is going to be promoting specific, you know, more specific politically, po- politically charged uh, shootings, and it's all going to be a ploy to take away our guns eventually. Now, I don't have fucking guns, but I'm like, oh, wow, that's some, ter- that's some tyrannical fucking shit. That's some tyrannical shit going on, basically. You know, that word used to be sprinkled around a lot. Um, so you're like, oh, shit, that's fucked up. And then you start noticing that there became mass shootings that became more... like, And again, there's always shootings going on, but there's one that are becoming super fucking mainstream in the way they're pushing it. Now, because people on the left who are who, who say they're liberal, they are their position is always to denounce or deny any type of conspiratorial thinking at all. So because they because they denied any conspiratorial thinking, 
their um no like the whole the whole notion of them wanting gun control or legislation it comes off like an agenda so you're like oh shit they're trying to take away the guns whatever even though like it's a limited fucking narrative but it but it's a valid point to go after the gun lobby and you know all the bribes and all that kind of shit and again i can't explain every single like you know corrupting about the gun lobby and how it all fucking works but i know this has been part of the discourse a lot of the fucking time um but like to me so the so the right wing because people think that there is, you know, like, you know, weird things going on and how some of the... And it's always, like, the same type of person that's kind of doing these things. It's always, like, some mentally ill dude. Uh, and especially the time where they're monitoring all of us. I, you know, people who are red flags sh- w- would be, like, kept an eye... They'd be, keep, they'd be keeping an eye on fucking people who are doing it. But to me, I look at them as Arkham Asylum weirdos, right? Uh, you know, like, you know, like, they're, they're disposable, sacrificial lambs to the system. But to me, the conspiratorial thing to me, and I don't know where Rhonda fucking fits in with her narrative about the Sandy Hook thing. Because I, I, I get all I know that she questioned, I don't think she ever said that she didn't think people died in it. But, the, but but again, she could be a bad faith actor. I'm not fucking defending her. She could be a bad faith actor. But I hate this notion from people who pretend to be morally superior, like, oh my god, can you believe they think it's a conspiracy? Again, it's it's it's, bec- it's becoming it's becoming a fucking storyline in the discourse. So they obviously designed it to make it fucking part of the discourse. They obviously made it on purpose, designed to be part of the fucking discourse. The whole lawsuit between them and all that. But the thing is, is like. I personally think that because a lot of right wing, um, you know, who are funding chaos and they can fund death, people people don't think that they would sacrifice fucking you know kids when they fucking have no problem locking up, trying black kids as adults or bombing kids overseas or um, dehumanizing immig- uh, immigrant kids coming into the fucking country. So, like, what, what, why is it against the possibility that that could be orchestrated? But here's the thing, though. I feel like a lot of these, like, you know, mass shootings that get promoted, they get promoted because then the right wing will be the conspiratorial ones about the whole fucking thing. And it will make people actually want to buy more fucking guns. Because... Because people, because now people are taking in and consuming this kind of this kind this kind of right wing media, and from the from the entertainment as well. So to, so 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 they make you think that oh look they're gonna come for your fucking guns, but all it's done is increased gun sales going you know going on. So you know what I mean. So it could be a conspiracy. It it could be one of those things where the right wing is confessing confessing to a conspiracy, but since they're the only ones talking about it. They get the fucking credit for it, but to me, it's like, it's it, it's just like Elon Musk, you know, uh, embracing uh, the PizzaGate shit. Like, yeah, I buy that there's sex trafficking of, of kids and all that kind of shit going on, but this guy has also been aligned with Ghislaine Maxwell, so like, it's like, oh look, Elon Musk is getting credit, but the people who pretend to be, you know, the True tellers of the world, they're not going to question why Elon was hanging out with Ghislaine Maxwell. You know what I mean? So now you're going to give Elon credit because he's embracing Pizzagate. And the, and, and the thing is, I'm not saying that specifically Pizzagate is, like, correct. The thing is, in those Podesta emails, obviously, with the amount of time they say pizzas, 
and this is a po by the way, this is not like a secret leak thing. They obviously want you to know that this e that these emails exist. But what if like the pizza is disguised for something else and not just kids? Maybe 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 it's something else completely. Like you don't fucking know about it. Maybe it's drugs. Maybe it's cocaine. I don't know. You know, it just to me, it just. Uh, I don't know. I'm just checking to see some some of these people are random. They're coming in. I'm just checking to see some of their accounts. I, I pre, now we're into, into eighteen people in here now. Thank you for joining me at like four in the morning, Eastern time. So yeah, I don't know about you know about what Ronda Rousey Ronda Rousey's thing is, but the thing is like Effie can't you know really you know Effie from GCW can't really complain in the sense that like I don't know I'm not saying he can't he can complain obviously you can do whatever he wants, but it's like dude you work at GCW where a lot of problematic fucking people work and have done shady shit and you're friends with them, so it's like it's like one of those things where it feels like. He's someone that will, like, you know, say some morally good things. And then he's going to be proven to be a hypocrite because maybe he's done some fuck shit. Or some creep shit, you know what I mean? And then, and, and then when that's revealed, then people who are very far right-wing leaning are going to use his sexuality as a reason why he's shady and all that kind of shit. Because, you know, it always has to have a tinge of homophobia in it. Everyone just becomes a discourse character, man. Look, just look at uh, you know Tammy Sitch, you know the former Sunny. Like you know, people just look at it as like, oh, just someone just fucking up, uh, um, in a major fucking way. But a lot of cogs in the system, they're designed to be. If they don't have a support system, it's like they put shit get put in there. Like e even she's a fucking horrible person. She said she wants the Holocaust of the Muslims to happen and all that, and it made me fucking snap and fucking you know message her, um you know um uh, you know on Facebook one time when she put that on her fucking public Facebook page, um and all that kind of shit. And, you know, and even though she's a fucking, you know, racist fucking, you know, twat, you feel, I still kind of feel fucking bad for her. That, like, her life, like, I feel bad for the person she killed, obviously, to, uh, more so, right? But, like, I also feel bad that, you know, somebody, you know, who, you know, should have had a better, better support system. I know people are going to be like, oh, WWE, like, if WWE wants you to, su to succeed, you'll be one of their prime examples. But, like, it's like... They, in my personal opinion, they purposely let her fall and probably inserted more problematic people in their fucking inner life that made her go the way that she has gone. But she's definitely going to be like a documentary figure down the line. There'll be a movie made about her and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? It's like, that's how exploitative the entertainment industry is with this real life fucking discourse. I don't know. By the way, Dixie Carter was backstage on a, on Raw. It was a it was in Nashville, so 
I guess they're being... I'm, sh I'm sure she's been to Raw before, like, many times. But now that, like, you show that everyone is getting along, it's like, now it's like, oh, can you believe Dixie Carter is actually at Raw? It's like, yeah, they've probably always been close. She was probably contacted by WWE to go and, like, you know, help run TNA a little bit. So she could become a discourse character, too, essentially. I know this will probably go nowhere because this apparently happens often in business with mergers. But there's people suing WWE because they think that the deal that they signed with uh, TKO and Endeavor, whatever, uh, you know, was was kind of fraudulent and it was a way for Vince McMahon to position a, be a better deal for him and not actually look at legit buyers that wanted to buy it, whatever. And it probably will turn out to be true, but it's not like anything's going to happen. This is another planted seed for you to think that, oh, look, they're going to face some kind of consequences. But ultimately, Vince McMahon's going to get his power when fucking, you know, when Saudi Arabia fucking buys uh, Endeavor. That's where I think it's going. I mean, I, listen, I, I could be wrong. I thought the definitely the Saudis were going to buy it, whatever, but maybe they're prolonging it because maybe they want... They knew that it wouldn't get goodwill for WrestleMania, whatever, but maybe they're waiting for, like, you know, a future date to, you know, do it. Like, I, I know people, people are going to look at the Vince McMahon declaring that, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia is their new home as just a senile thing that this guy who's not in power anymore is saying. But to me, he is declaring what's going to be in the future. That's how I read it, at least. Not that, you know, I have, you know, 100% correct on every single thing. This is how I look at it, at least. You know? Uh, MJF was working... MJF is working hurt. And again, instead of just fixing the problems in the industry in general, it's like every company has to do irresponsible shit to basically have people who are going to be sacrificial... Sacrificial lambs like to get injured once in a while and all that kind of shit... And to show how exploitative it is, and how you know it's basically showing you that there's no that Tony Khan's like no different than Vince McMahon by making people work hurt, but it's like it's part of like the wrestlers' initiation constantly in the industry. Constantly, not like you know you constantly got to do like different you know. It's like you're it's, it's like you're constantly like you know having to do. Like, GTA missions. Like, okay, go injure yourself. Or go, like, get into a DUI type of deal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like it's very Fight Club-like. I still wonder if MJF is gonna leave. I know they're saying that he signed or whatever, but I could see him actually fucking, you know, actually leaving. And that'll be a bigger fucking blow to them, basically. And he'll show up in, like, you know, the Royal Rumble or something like that. Who knows? Let me go through some other shit right here. Um, so Diddy is stepping away from... Um, 
Diddy is stepping away from revolt. The thing is, pe- people actually believe... Like, listen, I, mean, I know officially he will give you the aesthetic of his downfall fucking happening and all that. But these guys are not going anywhere. As- especially when you look at the... Like, like the reason why we're finding out about all these masked off... Mass off fucking expositions of the industry... Is because, like, now they're not afraid of letting you know about it. And while you think, oh, look, they're going to get their comeuppance, it's like the world is going to go into a new direction where some of these powerful people are now going to run amok, basically. These need, these need a way to establish it. You know, and so, so now it's about who's going to buy Revolt TV and people think 50 Cent might do it. Who knows? But it's like whoever ends up buying it is also going to be a problematic fucking figure. So especially if you've already been in the game this long and you're fucking larger than life. You're definitely going to be somebody that, you know... It's just some people for right now, they're so powerful right now and untouchable that, like, they can prolong when they're going to be exposed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, if people wanted to call... like Again, like, you know, I suspect that, like, 50 Cent has been up to some shady shit. That's unsavory. I, I expect that of Eminem, especially. You know, like you know, what I mean, like if other people got initiated into the fucking club, you better believe Eminem is one of those fucking people that got initiated into it. And probably, you know, what I mean, and and again, like he'll he'll be one of those guys that when it's revealed, that like you won't be able to listen to any of his music because a lot of his fucking songs is talking about raping people. You know. And the way that he can describe certain things is like, you, dude, this guy seems like someone who has probably done that. You know, like, like, right now, right now, people, um, right now, people think that. Um, People think that, um, people think that, um, what's his name? Uh, who's the, the owner? Um, Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban. People think already that, uh, he might be having some alloc- Again, I could, again, you can't keep up with who's being canceled and all that kind of shit, so you don't know. I don't know if Mark Cuban's already been accused of anything, but apparently he's, like, sold Shark Tank or whatever his, I guess maybe his portion or whatever. I don't know if he owns everything of it. I don't know. But he's also thinking about selling the Mavericks, maybe. So people think automatically that, um, people think automatically that, uh, he's, uh, like, people think automatically that he's, um, you know, uh, like getting ready for an accusation coming out, and he's just kind of setting the seeds. But even still, I feel like again, like you know, I wish it was actual comeuppance. But I just I've seen like people talk about comeuppance happening to so many people that have done evil fucking shit, and nothing happens to them. So you know, with in in a world where like everything is the rules are being broken non fucking stop, you know, it's like it's obvious they want us to know about all this kind of shit. 
Like when, when George Santos is facing expulsion and he's going off about other shady members in Congress who do some horrible shit or whatever, it's like, yeah, he's making a good fucking point, but it's like, you know, everyone's designed to be that. It's like he, he's being chosen in the Discord. Like, they're wasting your time by telling you about this guy because you know damn well this guy is still going to be existing in the discourse in some fucking way. Even if he leaves office or whatever officially, uh, you know, he'll still, he'll still be, like, rehabbed down the line. You know? That's just how I look at it, at least. Just like everything in this fucking world. Um, what else? Uh, just trying to separate my points from here. There's like 21 people in here. It's crazy. I mean, listen, I mean, other people are doing like, you know, 500 people and all that type of shit. You know what I mean? By the way, another way to like, you know, keep like, you know, put more racial tension into the air with like different communities is like Big Boy went viral because he called... An Asian, uh, uh, an Asian uh, um, convenience store owner, Mr. Miyagi. No, I mean, out of all like the racist fucking shit that you can say, that feels like the least offensive. It didn't seem like he was doing it in an offensive way, even though people would be like, hey, doing that is kind of whatever. But it feels like one of those amplified things because then sports entertainer accounts from, diff- from different communities then talk about which different communities have this kind of racism and all that kind of shit. But it feels like because like a lot of these rappers are turning heel, it's like it's one of those fake attempts to get canceled, basically. You know what I mean? But then, it, but, but then it starts, like, you know, like, you know, bad faith actors, like, you know, Ian Miles Chong to then... Because, again, he, he loves to promote any viral video of, like, you know, um, you know anti-blackness because they do something to Asians. Or, you know what I mean? And, I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that, like, you know, that it's, it's, like, you know, like, condemning any type of violent act for, like, you know, hate crime or, or like, racism, whatever, and all that. It's, you should point it out. But with these viral videos, it seems like it's manufactured to basically, like, you know, like, it's like these people get paid to go and act a fool, basically, to go viral. So that fucking racist jerk-offs, like, you know, or bad faith actors in, in different communities can, you know, use it to basically... And, and again, r- racism, is so, racism is so real that, like, you're using these situations to basically, like, just put, up, put more fires out there while the world's already fucking burning. You know? But also, Nardo, Nardo Wick, his body... They said this is his bodyguard, but it seemed like they're just, you know, his friends, basically. But they beat up a, they beat up a guy, like, severely for trying to get... And this guy didn't seem like he was doing anything fucking, you know, hor- like, you know, like he wasn't being, you know, abrasive. Maybe he, he may have been annoying, maybe, by, like, just him being asking for an autograph in general, but I don't think he deserved to get that kind of a beating. But again... 
Like, this is like, you know, how, like, you know, it's like everybody has to become fucking, you know, do something violent or do something fucking, you know, overly sexual to go fucking viral now and shit like that. It's like, you know what I mean? And it's showing that, like, people are, are losing, like, like, people don't want to think that there's billionaires funding this kind of discourse for the news cycle 24-7 in every fucking direction. That's, you know what I mean? That's why when people promote some of these viral videos, it's like you don't know what is actually, like, what was orchestrated, what was scripted. You never know anymore. By the way, on the last podcast, I, I you know, I did um, show some of the music I've been listening to from the week before. I didn't mention that I listened to the Andre 3000 album. And again, listen, it, it, like, listen those, like, I can appreciate the fucking flutes and all that kind of shit, you know what I mean? I'm not one of these guys that's poo-pooing on the idea. Personally, would I want him to just do a rap album? Sure. But if it makes him happy to do this and the guy entertain people for, like, you know, 30 years, you know, 30 years, people, you know, um, you know, you know, over 30 years maybe, I guess... They've been around since the nineties. I don't know what, when. I forget when they, you know, officially fucking came out. But they've been around since the nineties, right? Outcast. So I don't mind that he wants to do his own fucking, you know, project. You know, whatever makes him happy, that's fucking cool. You know what I mean? I also think that this could be a build up for him to eventually drop a rap album. I think he's just giving us a little bit of, like, you know, he's tickling our assholes with fe- a feather right now. You know, I, you know what I mean? I, I think Lupe Fiasco tried to rap over one of the beats of the flute thing, whatever. I, I mean, I'm just saying, I, I, I wanted to mention that I listened to it. I didn't hate it or anything like that, but it's, it's an album that I'm definitely not going to listen to it, listen back to it. You know, that's, that's how I fucking feel. But at the same time, I'm not like, oh, how dare Andre 3000 do something that he wants to do? It's, it's the same thing that I felt when, like, when when most deaf was like kind of taking a break from doing the kind of music that everybody wanted, and I used to hang out with people that would like kind of like, oh, why isn't most deaf doing this, huh? Why is he just going around doing that? It's like motherfucker, who the fuck are you? To like you know like if you want to listen to their albums, go listen to their old albums. Then if you like their music so fucking much, it's like you know some people need to be like, free from, you know, industry shit to get their fucking mind together. And if they're experimenting with some other fucking sound, okay, fine, it might not be a hit. But fucking let them take a fucking break and do whatever they fucking want. People become so possessive and think they fucking, that, like, you, like, they they own a piece of you and that, you you know, you're you're supposed to give the, the entertainment when they want it. It's fucking stupid. I hate that shit. You know? I don't know, man. By the way, Tiffany Haddish is the next one that's looking like she's going through some fucked up shit. Or at least they're making it seem like she is. The thing is, whenever somebody's going through the Hollywood shit, because Hollywood is under the guise of liberal, like left or liberalism, even if there's something shady about showbiz that gets exposed, it's going to be under the guise of, like, people who run it being fucking liberals. 
even though it's fundamentalist, far-right-wing fucking people that literally run fucking show business, to me at least. They could all say they're fucking Democrat in name, whatever, and all that, but, you know, to me at least. But, yeah, she's flipping out, and then she got a DUI. But it's like, it's like they're, like, you know, even if this is, like, legit real, I'm concerned or whatever. It's like they put her through so much and have her affiliated with problematic figures, um, you know, and then she's, like, shaving her head and all that kind of shit. And it feels like, you know, these people become mentally ill cogs in the system. They get torn fucking down. That's why I hate when academics... Like, you know, this guy was, like, crying about Saucy Santana, about, oh, my God, if I say what I want to say, oh, my God, I'm going to be... Even though, like, he still said a bunch of homophobic fucking shit. Um, you know, he still got away with it. But, like, now he's, like... Like, he's always... Like, dude, like, it, it's obvious that he's being paid by somebody to always target Megan the Stallion. And this is not me, like, oh, my... Because people are like, oh, if you defend the woman, that automatically means you want to try to fuck her or something like that. Listen, if, if if I had a chance to fuck Megan Thee Stallion, yeah, yeah, of course I'd fucking take it. But I'm I'm not, I, you know, I'm, I, I know I'm delusional. I'm not that delusional. But the thing is, is like I just think that like he he thinks because like she might be a hypocrite in some fucking fashion, or because she happened to sleep with a bunch of guys, that automatically means that uh that like you know she didn't get shot or anything like that. But, like, you know what I mean? She's she's another... Again, and I said the same thing about Tory Lane. He's another cog in the system that's supposed to be the fucking villain. But even if, like, there's something villainous about Megan Thee Stallion, it's like she's the fucking cog in a system that's allowing this to fucking go down. So I don't get why academics just fucking targets her. And, you know what I mean? In, in, in the most derogatory and the most fucked up way possible. And he can do that because, to me at least, he's protected. So he's allowed to fucking kind of get away with it. Even though he'll pretend to fucking cry and talk about, oh my God, uh, if I talk about this person, then I'm going to be fucking, you know, uh, you know, pissed off. I'm going to be the victim in this shit situation. You know, I don't know. I keep saying, you know, I don't know. I, I just feel awkward when I try to end my, you know, sentences and all that type of shit. And again, I, I also don't like how, you know, again, I guess T.I.'s son is going to become a popular character down the line because, like, it's like, even the stuff that he's, like, for example, T.I. and his son had a, 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 a you know, a, like, there was caught on camera where he's telling him, hey, don't misrepresent your life and how you grew up. But it's like, it's be, be, being initiated to the industry. You're going like, to, even if he grew up with, like, a golden gate, and, you know, he grew up with, like, you know, butlers and, you know, maids and, like, you know, the biggest house possible. Um, you know, because people who are at that level anyway are just as much gangsters. So I'm not encouraging him to go out and do, you know, street shit. But to act like there aren't already initiate, initiating him into uh, the public figure life that's like a mafia type of deal. Then it's like you're already, like, you know, just, like, just lying about shit. Yeah, I don't know, man. But, uh, hold on. Let me play the Tiffany Haddish thing quickly. Hold on one second.
Let's see what Tiffany Fires thing is. Let me hear. Sweet to do shit just because. Oh, she's a nice person to me. So nice and so sweet. That nice shit. That nice shit. I'm tired of being fucking nice to you, raggedy motherfuckers. And y'all lazy. This is a day, a day before her DUI. Stop being so fucking lazy. God. I'm just tired of people playing with me. Don't nobody want to work for free. I don't even ask people to work for free. I... Especially if it's... It... If I've ever paid you one day, if one day, if you ever did any work for me directly and I paid you or I offered to pay you, don't, don't be expecting me to show up for nothing. Leave my whole damn state to go to a whole nother state, not even a direct flight. And you want to get, ask me to do shit just to get, oh, she's a nice. Yeah, so, yeah, so, you know, people always have these things that you got into a DUI, you know. I don't know what's going to happen with them, but it seems like par for the course of the showbiz world to have these kind of, you know, reality show storylines to make you lose your noodle. I don't know if she ends up going to the heel side more. I mean, a lot of showbiz people are going to that side, so, you know, And of course, like, you know, uh, those beyond. Again, I can't figure out what the discourse specifically was. I guess she was going for a movie premiere and she looked completely white. And then it becomes a colorism uh, a whole storyline, you know. And again, not to say that colorism doesn't. You know, I'm not saying that colorism doesn't exist, that exists. And it's, you know, horrible that it does exist, that, you know, there's, you know, uh, people that, you know, judge people for being darker skinned and all that type of shit. But it always feels like in the showbiz world, like, you know, that's what you, you know, how people start, people who are minorities start bleaching their skin to look lighter. It's, it's like, like, you know, you're in a quote unquote white supremacist system, white supremacist run system that like you have to do like their initiations of like whitening yourself up. But to me, it doesn't, it doesn't even look like the real Beyonce, but you know, to me, it looked like. Like a definite fucking one of her fucking, you know, AI clones or some shit. You know, and... So that became part of the discourse, though, you know. And, and again, like, whenever it happens... Again, and I'm not saying... And again, I'm not saying it's real, but when it happens with celebrities, and, like, it's a way to make it look... Especially... It's like to make it look like it's a... Like, it's going to be on the same level, even though, like, people are going to be focusing it, focusing on the, uh, of the you know, the, of the colorism shit. They're going to be looking at the celebrity example more than the actual example that exists. Um, and, uh, you know. But, the, but they definitely make it look obvious that, uh, that, you know, with these, with these things where they, you know, uh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I can't even stay up that list. I can't even keep up with it. Let me see. I mean, yeah, it seems like they're always doing it when, whenever, you know, to 
or to be focused on when it's like celebrity shit. The young, the young thug uh, story, the young thug stuff started. The trial. I can't. Apparently, from what I understood, there's like, there's, there's like two. I guess I was talking about emotional, uh, um, emotional pets that you know, emotional, emotional animals. Um, you know, whatever you know. Uh, that and then I found out why. I, I I totally forgot what young thugs like the thug. Uh, Portions to you know stands for. I think it's uh young. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, something uh, you know. So, something with a Y. Um, uh, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm thinking about the young part. Thug is like trying uh, to, to to humble something. Um, um, you know, something with God. I, I to humble under God or something. I don't know. I can't keep up. But yeah, no, I. I Again, this is just more sports entertainment. I'm I'm gonna wait until like a documentary or something comes out where it documents like the timeline of this whole fucking thing, so I can at least understand from like from a an obvious kayfabe route, you know. We'll see what ends up happening. You want to hear about how Blueface's mom is making uh, an OnlyFans? I don't think I've, I know there's always new stories about her, but I don't think I've ever see, seen her. Really, you know what I mean? I know she's, uh, I don't know. Maybe I have, but I just didn't notice. But, you know, uh,. But yeah, so I, I I'll keep it. I'll try to keep an eye on the young thug shit. You know, I'm, I'm wondering how how long they're gonna make this go on. But it's like every couple of months they'll build something up. Again, I don't know how how much uh, accusation Shannon Sharp has against him, and it maybe more will come to light. But he was, uh, I don't know what podcast he was on, but he was talking, you know, very like locker room talk type of deal about like you know Magna Stallion and how you you know. And I know some people, people who are online they say, "Oh, that's tame, whatever." Uh, you know, 
Um, people will think that, uh, that, you know, it's, it's still pretty tame, whatever. And people will be like, oh my god, why is Shannon Sharp being so, uh, Weird about about Meg, uh, Meg the Stallion. They're ESPN reporters, but it's like ESPN institution, just like WWE is, to allow problematic. It's like it's like they they, they co uh, co funded behind the fucking you know behind the scenes essentially, in in the I guess in the cafe world. Yeah, I don't know. But another, you know, another, uh, you know, problematic guy that might get hired back, maybe. I don't know what he just said. I'm, I'm just really tired. These podcasts take a lot out of me. But I'm, I'm sure if he gets fired for it, I'm sure he'll have another gimmick job with, like, you know, the alt media types. Yeah, I have no clue, really. Yeah, I think I, I, think I need to call it. I'm going to be falling asleep soon. All right, so. Even the live Porsche. I appreciate you, everyone that came in here to hang. You know, and not being an asshole, you know. If you want to listen to the rest of the podcast, you can, uh, you know, listen to it on... Uh, you know, Anchor, the Anchor app, which is now Spotify for po- Spotify for podcasters, and then you know Spotify itself, and then also Apple, um, iTunes, Apple Music, Apple, not Apple Music. I don't know. So yeah, I'm gonna call it a night for you know to probably be on later on. I don't know if I'll go on Tumblr again while doing the other portion, but I'll see what ends up happening. I'll I'll I'm gonna try to force myself to stay up and get through all this. You know, but just realize that you know Shannon Sharp is gonna probably make a right wing pivot, so he can act like he's been victimized for being canceled. Anyways, I'm gonna, I'm like falling asleep here. I just try to get as much as fucking comments going. Before I go, t- big news going on. Tina Taylor might be pregnant. Um, no, I'm joking. I, I, I she denies, she's denying it. Part of me feels like celebrities will deny, will, will deny shit, and then, uh, some of you revealed that, you know, she's the one that, uh, it'll be revealed that the whole time, the, the whole entire family has been lying about it or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I can sell it better later on. I'm, I'm just almost dying here. I'm trying to cross off as much entertainment discourse, essentially, you know. Anyways, I'll be back.
it's uh, 9.35. I was falling asleep earlier in the other segments. Uh, I'm not watching Dynamite, you know what I mean? I, I, I figured that the product's fucking dead to me right now. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just not interesting to me. So I'll finish off some of the topics that I had. There's a lot of them still, you know what I mean? Before I get to the Raw NXT recaps. Um... So, yeah, I'll I'll say, uh, you know, uh, where did I, I leave? I, I, I don't even know where I left off. Did, did I leave off with the Tiana Taylor stuff? Did I already mention? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not on Tumblr, by the way, you know. Um, but did I mention the Tiana Taylor stuff? About how people think that you know she's pregnant. The, the thing is, even if she is, it's like it's like it's like with celebrity, like it's just a reality show type of world now. That like in or, like instead of just saying, oh yeah, this this woman's pregnant, she may be pregnant, whatever, and your know, congratulations is like now, oh look, she broke up with Ian Schubert, and now, uh, like oh she's pregnant, so and she's like right now denying it, and I mean I'm I'm gonna believe her. That's what her story is, but like. Whenever these things happen, it's kind of like the, the 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 Haley the the Haley Bailey thing that happened, where like it was like you know they like instead of just admitting it, they previewed it like oh Chloe Bailey is gonna condemn all of them, and then you find out she is pregnant, whatever you know what I mean? It's like they previewed this like in a pro wrestling sense, so it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me, and then and then the discourse will probably be oh she cheated on somebody. And got pregnant, then be more. It just it's always gonna be more gender wars. Is, is what I'm trying to fucking say. You know. I don't know. Uh, the NBA star Josh Giddy, I guess. I, I I don't know who this guy is, but apparently he's into minors. Uh, you know, apparently he is. I don't know. And then and now the 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 the, the victim's family is not cooperating with the police, which probably means he got paid off. And they and they want to make it obvious that like there's something going on where they're probably fucking paid. But it's it's not the, the the thing is is like yeah, I, I can condemn all this, but I'm always looking at it in a grand view where I think people are initiated into this shit. I mean, yeah, man, it's just my fucking stance where, like, I, I'm just saying, like, in the, in the last decade or so, right, even more so last year, like, it's like, it's amazing how between politicians and celebrities, you're finding out doing heinous shit, and like, you know, uh, you know, and then nothing really happens to them, they're still allowed to exist, it's just added to their persona now. Where it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna hate him even more now because he's not doing time for this. Even if he gets kicked off the team or whatever the fuck it is, whatever team he's on, you know, he'll probably still be a sports entertainer that'll be rehabbed by the right wing most likely. That's normally the way it fucking goes. But I, I have no fucking clue. I don't know. So then, listen, when I'm analyzing stuff that's, like, in, in like, you know, certain, uh, like, I, I never try to pretend that I'm an expert on anything. And the thing is, is, like, because there's different aesthetics for different communities, like, for example, to cater to different communities, the entertainment and, the, you know, the sports entertainment, social media stuff 
it caters to different communities by the aesthetic, obviously. Um, you know what I mean? So, like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's, like, you know, for example, with the Young Thug stuff. Like, yeah, I, me personally, I don't know, um, you know, what it's like to, you know, do the whole streets, the, 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 you know, the street shit, you know what I mean? But I also recognize that, like, rappers are normally, the like, especially other celebrities too, but mainly some of the rappers are normally cogs in a fucking system where it's like, how are you supposed to get better in a system that's, like, literally a gangster fucking system? And the people who are the main fucking gangsters get protected while, like, you know, the entertainment cogs get thrown out and that's why you have these situations. And for some reason, whenever it's like, you know, a rap, like, you know, uh, storyline, it always has to be, like, you know, amplified, like, you know, very violent or regressive and all that kind of shit. And I point out, like, how I think it's a tactic to basically, because people define communities. Uh, we, we live in a, fuck, a fucked up world where um, we li- where what are called by what, whatever celebrity or whatever public figure is representing for an issue or a community that once they mess up or you know you know what I mean they plant it there to basically add to like oh look you see this is what happened in their community and they always scapegoat rap all the time to me and and again this is not me like condoning like you know like some of like the fucking violent shit that goes on and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just saying, if you want an overall fucking view of it, you know, so I, I, I kind of fucking analyze it in the way of um, looking at, like, the aesthetic of it, but, the sa- but, like, the same formula of what the system formula is, is always kind of implemented into different aesthetics, whether it be hip-hop, wrestling, comedy, politics, you know what I mean? The different delegations. So, again, I'm not saying I'm an expert or you should, like, oh, listen to me. But it's, like, people who pretend to be credible about stuff, they've, for the last five years or so, they've shown me, like, from what I've seen online and all that, they co-sign a lot of fucking far-right-wing fundamentalist fucking shit. So it's, like, if I'm getting a purity test about, like, what I can talk about, then it's like, okay, so then I should listen to people who are already aligned with far right-wing fundamentalism because the aesthetic of, like, you know, the aesthetics there, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's like, it's like it's why I'm not listening to every single fucking person who's a public figure on this Palestinian-Israel thing. Because even though I know there's a pro-Israel, like, super pro-Israel side and all the fucking stuff they're doing for engagement also on top of, like, already doing a genocide... I don't have to co-sign fucking people who say they're on the fucking left and will fucking, like, you know, defend, like, you know, like, like, one minute people will talk about how Israel controls Hamas, and I agree, so then why would you then also then, you know, uh, applaud Hamas? But then it exists for people like Anna Kasparian to kind of fucking start, you know, shitting on, like, supposed leftists. And I don't think these people are a good faith actor. They think, you know, the people, the people in Oakland, like she's even, but she's even saying now, um, having to condemn Hamas is not racist. Okay, them defending Hamas. Okay, I can understand, but applying the whole fucking thing about, oh, if if you're if if you're afraid to, the thing is like, I it should be known that I condemn Hamas. People shouldn't have to always start with that to fucking show their humanity. And, you know, and I can, I can see where Anna Kasparian is going. She, like, dude, she, she hugs, 
Like, if she really cared about, like, PYP, and I, I, I mean, they don't really care because they're going to be going somewhere else with their right-wing fucking talking points later on, even though they keep fucking denying it. She, she's going to, like, you know, start, like, you know, wants credibility because, oh, she does a show on her own. She's trying to, like, like see that she's interesting. She's not that interesting. She's uncharismatic. She's only cool in her world, and the only people that amplify her up are people that are now leaning more fucking right. So, because she shits on the fucking left. She's in a story with, like, John Iarola, who hasn't completely gone to, like, you know, like, you know, Jank and Anna level type of shit. You know what I mean? You know, from, from what I can fucking tell. But, like, she's already fucking doing it with, like, oh, I want to have an honest conversation about trans people in sports. It's like, it's, it's not an honest conversation. Sports is a popular fucking thing. They implemented this so they'd find a reason for it to be fucking trans. No one's arguing in good faith when it comes to the whole argument about fucking rigged fucking sports. How, how about this? How about this for um, people who are, again, I, I, I don't know the exact science and the fucking, the, the, like the, the, the testosterone levels and all that kind of shit. Like, I'm not an expert in all that kind of shit. Hey, here's why I think trans people should play in fucking sports. Because they're all fucking rigged anyways. They're rigged when fucking cis people fucking want it, all right? They're, they're, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not a sports fucking person. I can fucking, I, I can state that fucking opinion. I don't, I don't give a shit who, who feels fucking some type of way about it. Like, you know, I, I, I don't even want to fucking, you know, like, I, I, I don't even want to fucking entertain, but entertain what TYT does, but why it's dangerous is because they pretend like they're fucking the ultimate progressives. They start every story about mainstream media doesn't cover this, mainstream media doesn't cover this, and you use it as a fucking credibility thing to make you seem like you're, you, you're more fucking credible. And yet you do the exact same hacky mainstream media level fucking tactics. Like, like when um, people were complaining about, um, you know, Robert De Niro not being able to do... I, I think it's like other, you know, it's other fucking problematic fucking... Uh, I mean, it's other organized, scripted fucking bullshit. Where, you know, what they call, like, you know, oh, like, uh, people are complaining you can't mention Trump, whatever. And she's like, oh, you should mention... Uh, like, she was the one that was going off about people, like, you know, forcing fucking wokeness and everything and all that kind of shit. And then she's talking about, like, forcing, like, topics about, like, oh, someone should talk about the working class and all that kind of shit. And, and, and again, I'm not saying that's a bad fucking thing. You should talk about the working class. But whenever somebody pivots right, they always make it seem like the working class issue... Like, 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 like knowing where the world is going, where these working class issues... Issues are not going to be a fucking factor in the sense that, like, uh, like, 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 what I mean is, these strikes are sports entertainment now. Even though the like the act of fucking doing a strike is a good fucking thing, instead of just fixing the problem, these things these corporations do, it's like they also help like play both sides of the fiddle. Where like now, the discourse becomes about about striking. Where, it, where, like, they have different people who end up becoming celebrities from it. And I feel like 
because there is an actual working class. So, some of the people they amplify up are designed to then all, all of a sudden show up on panels and they become a sports entertainer themselves. And they act, and they and 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 they act like oh look because we're I'm um, talking to somebody who's a you know sports entertainer um in in this fu- in, in 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 this fucking storyline, that means we're a hundred percent fucking real. It's like no no you're not because you guys also focus on the fucking shitty culture war fucking issues and do anti left fucking things. Talk about oh the left wants to ban books about um having the n word in them. I'm I'm pretty sure pe- there's uh people. Who have who have understood that like like in, in a, like a like Huckleberry Finn right like the like you know like like to show that like the like like the um like you know like there's racism in it like obviously yeah like you know like okay fine the the words there because it was in context it's not like they're promoting the word like oh you should say this it's just, it's to show you how horrible I forget the story of the Huckleberry, Huckleberry Finn I haven't read it in a long fucking time. But, like, I know the, the N-word is in, if I'm mistaken, I'm not even sure. But I don't think anyone's ever really called for banning of that. And, 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 and by the way, even if there were people, you don't think the right wing have already made a big deal about fucking the left trying to censor shit? Like, you, you're acting like you're the only one pointing it out? And and she can pretend and she can pretend like oh my god I'm uh, uh she she can pretend like oh my god they I'm not gonna comply because they want me to vote for Biden they actually don't want you to vote for Biden they actually they they actually really don't want you to vote for Biden I know they're trying to make it seem like they want you to vote for Biden they actually don't because it's it's, it's alt media and online shitheads um who are amplifying the message of like like if if they legit were worried about Trump taking back office and they're worried about the polling, they wouldn't let you know about it. It wouldn't be leaking out. They wouldn't They wouldn't let you know about it. Obviously, by you knowing about it, they want you to fucking know about it. The people who run the fucking world actually want Trump in charge. That's why, that's why these political shitheads pretend like, oh, I'm going to point out what each president did under their presidency, even though fundamentalist billionaires fucking run shit. And and if you don't think they and, and the reason why they don't want to tell you that because then it would be a, an, an exposition on the fact that like we're not really ruled by a democracy where the, the, the really isn't a real ch- separation of church and state because that's just all disguised because there's actually fundamentalist rules which indicate which which direction we go in and it's been going on for a long fucking time and now it's become even more obvious with their prophecy of end times. And the fact that people don't fucking see that, and they think, "Oh, I'm going to be focusing on the on the on the official narrative facts, basically," and then get mad at anyone else who theorizes shit. The only reason why they get mad at people theorizing um, is because people who theorize and have their own interpretations, the online accounts get really, really, really fucking pissed off about because like they're being given permission to like change some of the narrative a little bit. Because the mainstream narrative is always supposed to be dunked on. That's like by default. Even and they, and they make the most money, but like it's the most, uh, it's it's a way to get dunked on. So if somebody else has a different fucking point of view than the mainstream media and even the alt media, the or or sports entertainment accounts, they all get fucking pissed off because they have to go by a fucking script and they're fucking limited. They don't like people theorizing shit. 
That's why, even though I'm irrelevant, people fucking seem really worried whenever I have a genuine fucking opinion. For some odd, for some odd fucking reason. I'm supposed to take people seriously who are trying to socially climb up to get their fucking man pussies grabbed by billionaires and mentally twerking for them and with a call, I can't have a genuine opinion. That even the shit that's online is also a fucking show. I don't even know what the Hunter Biden story is, but like even TY2 is advocating for, oh, I want to see this played out on, 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 uh, of course you guys want to see it played out on, on, on the screen because you guys cover sports entertainment. You guys don't actually cover anything that's actually real. You guys think you cover fucking shit that's real. Like you'll do, you, you, you'll pretend you're for, for, for the working class. And, and by the way, I'm, I'm not saying the working class issues are not important. All I'm saying is that because I, it, the world already organized and where it's going, it feels like, oh, making it, like the alt media make it seem like because they're focused, oh, we're better because we're focusing on the working class fucking issues. Even though there's other fucking shit that's overseeing the entire direction of where this world's going. I'm not buying what fucking stupid insiders are fucking doing. I was curious to see how Django was going to do on Breakfast Club, but I don't know if he was really on the Breakfast Club because the channel that I follow where they put up all the interviews and the clips of the Breakfast Club, I guess maybe they didn't want to put up Jang's interview. Maybe it was that fucking bad or like maybe because they figured no one would fucking give a shit about it. The wrestling discourse this past week has already made me kind of not, you know, uh, has made me not fucking, you know, uh, you know, uh, it's made me not fucking give a shit about, like, you know, uh, watching it anymore, really, for the time being, at least. Oh, so, so, so you know what I mean? Like, 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 so now we can enjoy a Brian Danielson segment. Because now he's a heel to the online CM Punk. And, and, and now they're dunking on Brian Danielson because he gave, like, an, uh, an online kayfabe interview. Um, like, to me, like, you know, like, they know they're going to get dunked on for this by saying, oh, like, oh, like it, it's basically, if these people who are pointing out Brian Danielson and other cogs in the system, oh, they uh, had to say this, whatever... Um, you know what I mean? They're going to point out that if, like, some people who are already reached a level can't fucking go directly. Uh, like, being a Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson knew that, like, he'll get dunked on for it. And, I, and I'm not saying that it shouldn't be called out or anything like that. But what I'm saying is that, like, CM Punk also didn't call out Vince McMahon. Where was that in his WWE organized pipe bomb? Where was CM Punk's condemnation of what Vince McMahon has fucking done? And now he's gone back, and now you're trying to make Brian Danielson the fucking, you know... And, like, the, the thing is, some of these accounts that are fucking doing it, they've already shown that they're aligned with fucking far-right-wing fucking, you know, jerk-offs. Like, 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 like they're aligned with fucking white supremacist fucking accounts... 
and, you know, far right, you know, the edgelord fundamentalists and all that kind of shit. And yet they're acting like, oh, I'm holier than thou because I'm, I'm, I'm keeping receipts on which public figure said what about Vince McMahon. Okay, well, uh, what the call didn't you let Jim Cornette off, even though Jim Cornette was in Vince McMahon's inner circle. And you don't think he knew about the abuse? You don't think he even did some, uh, I mean, allegedly, right? Because, you know, he denies that he was doing quid pro quo down in fucking OVW. But all of a sudden, I'm supposed to believe fucking Cornette. So I, I I don't trust some of these fucking bad faith accounts. A lot of these accounts online are designed to constantly... Be, it's like they're built to be fucking negative. They'll never be able to heal. So because they're scripted to be the negative fucking forces online, they have to always like seem like, it, like they're the ones that are keeping it genuine, even though they're controlled opposition. Especially people that are justifying um, wrestlers having to work hurt. No, it's because it's a, it's a systemic fucking issue that's going on, and every every you know, it's uh, someone's gonna get really really fucking hurt, and uh, someone's gonna actually fucking die in the fucking you know in one of these companies soon. Not saying I want that to happen, but with the way everyone's like kind of fear mongering about it a little bit, it's like they know someone's gonna be a fucking sacrificial lamb, unfortunately, because the fucking sick world we live in. And, and with the Israel thing, like, there's more of a lot of these super pro-Israel accounts that are definitely, like, using the sensationalist accounts of people that are, are that are, that say pro-Hamas shit, um, but then also then lumping in with Palestinian protesters who just happen to be pro-Palestinian, and you're lumping them all so you can declare you're going to wage war and you're seeing people be reactionary to it, so that they're making people, other people... Like, if you're, you know, don't have any, like, any skin in the game, like, if, if you don't have any skin in the game, in the sense that, like, you're not amplified personality, and you see all these pro-Israel accounts, and you're seeing the sentiment being put on news and fucking other entertainment forms, uh, the, 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 the dehumanizing of Palestinians, it's obviously going to make people feel a certain fucking way, so they want, like, the sensationalist and the fundamentalist, um, you know, who are controlling the discourse... Um, you know, on, on the internet establishment, they want people to go to, uh, uh, go to the fundamentalist side, so, you know, they have a mutual meeting fucking spot. That's why John Lovitz, you know what I mean, and then we're gonna point out that John Lovitz has also guilt, uh, been accused of being a rapist as well, you know what I mean, it's, it's not gonna fucking matter, because the rules do not, do not apply to these people anymore. The celebrities and the politicians. You will, will they'll, they'll waste your time telling you about what horrible things they're doing. But then they'll like, keep tickling your asshole with a feather, acting like they're going to be fucking ex expelled from the fucking, you know, the from, from their job. And even if they did, they'll still get a sports entertainment contract where they become an online fucking figure. Or they become like a sports entertainment figure and they're going to be doing late night shows. They'll be doing panel fucking shows. None of these people are going away. And the fact that people think there's a cancel culture, it just is fucking stupid.
Like you do, like you, like you do. Oh, can you believe Israel used illegal, illegal chemical warfare? I don't know. They've been fucking bombing the living fucking shit out of like. I'm, I'm pretty sure the like, like that's the least of the fucking issues now. After everything they've done, a lot of things that they've been doing has been illegal, and somehow they're allowed to fucking do it. And there's actually, you don't think there's gonna be any consequences for the fucking uh, super pro-Israel side that's fucking using, you know, uh, illegal chemicals in in, in in this warfare and shit. They'll keep putting out discourse of what their fundamentalist beliefs are about how they want to leave Gaza in, you know, um, in, uh, I don't even know how to say it. I I, I had to mark it down here because I saw the headline of it. Uninhabitable. You know what I mean? They want Gaza to be in that fucking condition. It's like, yeah, if if you know what the fucking prophecy of what these fundamentalist jerk-offs fucking want, then yeah, that's the fucking goal. Not saying it's a fucking good thing, obviously. It should be pointed out. It's horrible. But if you fucking, do, like, pretend like, oh, there's, like, a room for this. Like, th- what I'm saying is, like, these debates and these discussions are not going to go anywhere. Like, oh, my God, they're so brave for having a fucking debate, even though we know what the fucking end result is. And a lot of you know what the end fucking result is, and you're still fucking pretending like there's going to be some fucking peace talk while they still fucking kill innocent Palestinians. They're gonna waste your fucking time with like, oh, does is Joe Joe Biden thinks that Netanyahu is not manipulating him? Oh, Netanyahu is bragging about manipulating Joe Biden. Joe Biden doesn't fucking run shit. The fundamentalists fucking do. Tired of fucking having to pretend that fucking these fake world title holders, like how how it's in pro wrestling, and 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 you pretend like the politicians fucking are are directly like you have the fucking power. It's a very kayfabe level fucking thing to do, but because that's like the, the alt media online fucking uh, specialty. Apparently, Facebook was like you know reporting accounts and accounts of people. I sometimes I don't even know if those are like you know because like things on 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 Facebook are normally like whenever somebody gets sent like for example with the COVID stuff like people got censored obviously whatever right and I'm not saying that isn't that isn't real but it's like one of those things where like. It, 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 it makes, so when, if you're going through that, like, so you do a pro-Palestine message and you get visited by the police, whatever, then, like, other public figures will use what you went through to then use it for, like, their manipulation. Just like how, like, a lot of these insider accounts were like, oh, yeah, see, because people were censored on Facebook about talking about, you know, their theories about the the COVID thing. He goes, well, I'm just like you because I'm being censored even though, like, we're hearing about this guy 24 fucking 7. And I'm talking about Jimmy Dore. I don't know. And, and and by the way, what the call? I I think I said about the Elon. They're talking about Elon Elon Musk going for the Pizza Gate shit. You know, like you know, it's him. You know, you know, um, pretending that he's. The thing is, like again, whenever it comes to these things, like sex trafficking exists. 
I know, I, I'm just saying the people that are leading the charge of this Pizzagate shit, those people might want to be investigated because they're probably into some fucked up shit. The, the businesses that they're associated with, maybe they're, those businesses are the ones doing it. But people, there's people on the left that want to fucking deny conspiracies at all completely. Because the right wing leads the fucking charge on it. Like, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to hear what, 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 like, like no offense, like, I, I like Lance from the surfs. I don't want to hear what his takes on 9-11 were. Like, even if you buy into the official fucking narrative of Saudi Arabia fucking, you know, uh, you know, um, um, you know, uh, um, 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 you know, um, uh, financing it, whatever, and all that, and all these businesses and the U.S. government still do business with Saudi Arabia, one would probably fucking think that they had no issue with it, and the fact that they continue to do do so, but it's like, oh my god, Saudi Arabia's forcing themselves onto the U.S., I, I don't know, maybe they believe, maybe some people in, 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 in different governments actually agree with their fundamentalist stance, maybe. I don't know. There was a, a kid that went viral for doing, uh, like, it, it's one of those tricky things, right? Like, okay, so the, the the media outlet put out that the kid did blackface. So then the racist account, like, the accounts like Libs of TikTok who do racist fucking shit all the time, they start fucking then labeling, um... Well, I, it's my personal opinion that libs of TikTok and all these accounts are racist because they're always amplifying racist fucking shit, but apparently, like, they're the ones that are trying to cancel. Oh, I'm going to sue you for calling me racist. Even though, like, you're constantly fucking doing racist fucking shit. So now they're defending the kid because it was, it was like, oh, he was wearing his black, he, he was doing a, I, I think it was for a football game or something like that. I, I have no fucking clue. But, it, but, but, but the kid had a, a, I guess he was like, you know, in in a, it had an indigenous uh, like look to him, right? Like you know, like you know, I, I I I forgot. Like it was like a native fucking look, basically. But then, like, so they're d- denying it because it was red on the on, on one side of the face, so it can be blackface. But then, it's like the other the other part of it is that okay, well then it's it's racist on both sides because the red is like you know for the indigenous, and then the black is for black people. So you know, it's like them. De- oh look. Oh, it's only half a blackface. That's not racist, even though the other side is just as racist as well. So, that's another fucking discourse thing. They're probably gonna give again. This is what they do with these kids. This is what they do with kids now. Um, to become you know, to become um you know public to become public figures essentially, and they put them in these exploitative fucking storylines to go fucking viral. Like, people who say racist shit all fucking day. And this is why, what the call, when you limit it to the N-word or, like, slurs, whatever, and all that, and that's, like, the only racism that can be talked about, it's, like, like because someone on Matt Walsh, I don't know what short, it's, it's, again, they're all right-wing jerk-off shows. 
the, the one, one guy is like advocating goes, oh, you know, if 500 people started marching and saying the N-word, they can't fire all these 500 people for saying it. So the only thing that, like, you know, so, f for example, he's like, oh, I'm not advocating for it. It's like, well, you advocate for other racist fucking shit. So I'm going to assume that you you wanting people to march in the streets to yell the N-word, uh, I'm pretty sure that's also fucking racist. But, you know, you can't, uh, you know, but, but again, like, they deny it. Like, they, they, they think that's the only way that, what they call, like, you'd be racist. But they say, like, ten other, they say ten other million things that are also racist. That are just as bad as saying the N-word. I don't know. Hold on a second. So what the call there was like these anti-Semitic flyers that are posted on Jewish people's homes, and because it's in Cory Bush's, uh, you know, like district, I guess. So now they're b blaming her for doing it. But, like, the Flyers had all these right-wing fucking talking points on it, so. You know, I'm, I'm pretty, I, if, if the, if the right-wing are complaining about it, they're the ones probably fucking doing it. So people think that Chea Raychick herself is doing it. She's such an uncharismatic fucking character, bro. She's such a, she's such a shit fucking character. She has the, her, her, she has the, um, she has the Argentinian guy, Argentinian guy, you know, uh, as like her header on Twitter as well. She's like literally the worst fucking person on the planet. She's like one of the worst fucking human beings and then, uh, and then what the call, like, you know, I don't know who the representative was in, uh, in Ireland. It was some brown guy, but, like, he was asked about, like, how, what he thinks about the protesters who are, like, you know, targeting immigrants and all that kind of stuff. And to make, to basically make it worse for immigrants, because, like, these people see, look at their fucking cause as a just cause of why they're protesting and doing what they're fucking doing, right? So, it, it, so they look at it as a just cause, so... When this, I don't know if this guy was doing it on, on, on purpose for the sole, like, or, or is he doing it for the purpose that he knows that these people are being funded to do this fucking evil, and he's just putting it out there that he wishes, like, they get, have a bullet in their fucking head or something like that, because that's gonna make their fucking cause even more looking like it's just because, oh, look, this uh, authoritative immigrant is uh, talking about how he wants to put, uh, you know, um, um, he wants to put a, he wants to put a bullet in her head, he's not being investigated, but Conor McGregor is, there's a lot of things you can investigate Conor McGregor for, you know what I mean, and, and, and there's a lot of things that, you know, and so, so now they're making Irish lives matter, basically, 
That's going to be the new fucking thing where, you know, people pretend that it's like, you know, hip and all that kind of shit. I don't know. What's going on, man? It's fucking crazy in Ireland right now, man. The world is, uh, you know, just imploding into faction fucking warfare in my humbled. I mean, I I forgot I can't I can't have a fucking theory. You know what I mean? I'm not allowed. When it, whenever I have a theory, people who you know, who who feel threatened by it for some odd reason get even ten times more offended because, like, I might be making fun of shit they want to align with. So that's why the system has to have fucking people in my life to, like, in, insert so they can insert their fucking talking points so they can socially climb up. And if you're going to be, if you, if you want to socially climb up to be a part of those shitheads, then just don't use me as your stepping stone. Go just embrace it. But but the thing is, people fucking need to insert themselves into my life because there's a lot of people that hate me. So a lot of the system that ne- they need me to have, like, you know, like their cogs in the, in the system. And because I don't want to feud with the cogs, I'd rather feud with the fucking billionaires that run shit. I don't want to deal with your fucking cogs who, you know, you know uh, people who you're going to send to fucking kill me anyways. Then just fucking, just, just end me then, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to fucking be here anyways. But the way they do this political shit also, it's like, it's like pro wrestling, like, oh, look, Biden, he's going to be speaking about some wind issues, and he's going to be in Lauren Boebert's district. And then it's like, Lauren Boebert, family values, I think not. It's like, dude, okay, we get it. I'm not saying that you you don't call him out, but like, like this whole fucking thing about like, you know, like, like getting engagement and getting fucking social media credit for pointing out that they're the Republicans are hypocrites. You got to do more than just fucking point that out now. They don't care that they're hypocrites. I don't understand. Like in the 2010s, that would have been a fucking a, a revolutionary uh, talking point because no one pointed out fucking hypocrisy of the right wing. But now it's like everyone points out hypocrisy. Can you believe Trump never swore to protect the Constitution officially? Say, like, well, yeah, what they called, you know. I guess that's a like right now. That doesn't mean shit because people are focusing on what's happening under Biden's watch and what he's doing in this Palestinian Israel shit. That putting these stories about Trump not respecting the Constitution. No one's going to give a shit, even though it's a self-preserving warning about what the future holds, basically. So when you look back in history, like in the future, the future generations, and they look at, oh my God, like there was so much warning about the damage Trump was going to fucking do and all that. How can people not have seen it coming? You know what I mean? Because what's happening currently when these people are right now, like those people are who are putting who've been putting that out there in the limited way they do it, no one really gives two shits, and they think that anyone that complains about Trump is just kind of like and some people and listen, there's like bad faith actors that are literally using Trump just to fucking you know uh like you know kind of uh you know fend off any fucking criticism um headed towards Biden. But maybe if the Democrats want, and, and, and the Democrats don't want to actually win, 
The Democrats don't. They they know that their sports entertainment power is only limited. That's why they, they, they they'll shame you for like, oh, you're gonna usher Trump in, and to do, and he is gonna be fucking worse. As as bad as it now, what they call the final form. He's 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 gonna be worse. But if you really wanted people to get on your fucking side, then maybe you should point out how this all fucking runs. Because guess what? No one buys what the fucking system is fucking selling them now. Or at least they don't think so. They, they're they definitely falling for what the system is selling them. But it's now happening online. That's the way I fucking look at it at least. You know what I mean? You know, I don't know. By the way, congratulations to uh, I'm I'm sure they're listening. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like how what they call like uh, Matt Binder was playing uh, the clip of uh, Jang versus Ben Glebe, and I enjoy calling Matt Matt Binder show. But I wonder if now he's on purpose now. Like, for example, like he was like condemning Ben Glebe for what he was saying, but then when I called in and I'm like, yeah, he's a comedian, and then Matt Binder goes, oh well, he dunked on Charlie Kirk. And I'm like, dude, dude, don't, come on, don't, do. are you really gonna fucking fall for that? Like, you, you just, like, you see how unhinged he just got with, like, the whole, I, you know what I mean? Like, and the thing is, everyone eventually turns heel, so I wonder if fucking, you know, he ends up, you know, I, I don't want Matt Binder to turn heel, but, I mean, everyone eventually turns heel eventually. But no, so he was watching the Jake, and, and Jake is looking at the camera, and like, Hamas, listen to me. Yo, release the hostages, you goddamn bat! Like, like, dude, Hamas is not watching your fucking show. Hey, Hamas, I'm warning you. You better cut off the shenanigans. You're not gonna get the bonus episodes of TYT where Anna Kasparian goes off about catalytic converter uh, thefts. God damn it, Hamas! Listen to me. I'm looking right in the camera. It's like, it's like that kind of fucking... It's like he, I've, I've exhausted the joke already, and I know people who, who hate listen will roll their eyes, but he really does remind me of Baba Booey with Hacksaw Jim Duggan energy. Like, you know, that that's what he comes across as. Like, you know, all he's missing is a fucking two-by-four. Ironically enough, he, he ironically enough, he, he he probably would get he's probably the type of guy that would get caught with Iron Sheik in a car doing cocaine though. That would be a visual. I mean, I, I mean, God, Iron Sheik is dead now, but you know, R.I.P. to the guy. But anyways, uh, you know, I, I again, anyways, weird segue, but I just wanted if like Sammy, if Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti or or Tay Mello, are you know listening. <laughs> Well, I just want to say congratulations, you know, on having the kid. Uh, hopefully, you don't make him a sport, make the kid a sports entertainer, and use him for social media storylines like other celebrities do. The sports entertainment world is like you know the social media. Everyone just wants to socially climb up for their fucking you know.
Anyways, I'll come back to do the recaps. She's doomed now, shouldn't I? Who knows? Anyways, I'll be back. I said I'd be back. I thought I'd be back like after ten, after the the, the ten o'clock hour. But I opted to listen to uh, the Dynamite review from Post Wrestling to see if I would like anything from Dynamite. Um, to know what I look forward to and look, what not to look forward to. And then I, you know, was writing more discourse because then the broken news happened that, uh, uh, that, um, Henry Kissinger just, you know, died, whatever. And then I basically fell asleep and then I've been trying to be, trying to catch up on different discourse and all that kind of shit. So I, I came on to, uh, it's 5.56 p.m. November 30th. I haven't done the Dynamite recap. I'll probably just do the Raw NXT and then do some discourse. And then for Friday, you know, December 1st, I'll try to do something. I'm probably going to have to, like, do a lot of podcasting during December because I'm isolated from people in my life. You know, I'm only brought out to be a circus animal and for people to dunk on constantly, right? And also people online to occasionally harass me. So, you know what I mean? Plus, I, you know, so I, I, it's going to be a hard fucking winter season with, with this shit, especially the holidays, because I'm isolated so much, right? So I'm going to have to come and vent, write a lot of blogs to get shit off my fucking chest. And, and don't worry, with the cold people who are already tormenting me will double down after reading the blogs and all that, because they don't like that I have creativity on my own. That's the fucking truth. song it's it's from last week's releases but i haven't finished catching up yet i wanted to kind of just just do the last bit of discourse um you know and get it out of the fucking way but you know henry kissinger died again there's gonna be go to like different political accounts online go to like you know different alt media types I mean, a lot of people in the alt media are like, well, the mainstream media never told you about this. It's like, okay, okay, we get it. Mainstream media is shit. It's all established. The internet is just as much mainstream now. Okay, so stop acting like it isn't mainstream to also hate Henry Kissinger. I'm not saying you shouldn't hate him. Hate the fucking guy. I would call you despise the fucking guy. But stop acting like, oh, hating on him is also underground and cool. It's like, okay, dude, he's a war fucking criminal. He's on horrible fucking shit. 
This is where the pretentious discourse becomes, um, you know, because then, then all of a sudden the fucking alt media, um, you know, uh, online accounts are like ratio anybody that fucking you know pays tribute to. Because again, you know, you know a bunch of fucking guys like Obama or fucking Elizabeth Warren or fucking Bernie Sanders will fucking say something kind of cordial, so then you dunk on it. Plus, you're giving them fucking money to, you know. It's like they make money off the engagement, you know. And then, and then there's gonna be people who are gonna be people who are establishment who are gonna be like, oh, wishing wishing death on people is so fucking horrible. Shut up. You know what the fucking guy did. You know, again, I I can't even go again. I I've read so much about him over the last decade that like you know, and then on top of everything else, I'm taking in other fucking information that I can't fucking retain. So what the call? I I I kind of have like you know. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, like, you know, an overall view of, like, what he's done, like, you know what I mean, it's another typical powerful dude who's responsible for a lot of fucking death and destabilization in other fucking countries, and he gets to live until he's fucking 100, and most likely with today's technology, I wouldn't be shocked if he fucking uploaded his fucking consciousness into a fucking android robot, or transferring his consciousness into a new fucking body. That's where all the real fucking money goes to. The advanced technology that you can do so these people live forever. So yeah, that happened. So, you know, I was, you know, looking at different fucking pictures and shit. Everything's just fucked up, man. So I guess yeah, the guy fucking died. You know, people are going over. I listen. I I understand why. I just can't retain all this information with everything that's going on right now. Like, you know, it's it just, it just going to be more about the fucking discourse about it. Because everything has to be an online fucking culture war. You know what I mean? No one can just agree that, yeah, you know what? No one's going to feel bad that somebody who did horrible shit fucking just passed away. It's, all, it's, it's, also, fucking, it's also fucking depressing to know that this is the future of all the horrible people that you're going to... All the horrible people that you're, like, you know, pointing at right now who should be canceled, they're probably going to live this long and, and being able to get away with whatever they fucking did. Because the real rules don't actually apply to these people. They don't want to tell you that there's more fundamentalist rules that exist while they pretend the propaganda is so fucking good that they make it seem like, you know, people live in a democracy and it's actually a, a separation of church and fucking state. And I'm not saying that, I'm not advocating for no separation of church and state. I'm just saying, just because they say that and there's things that make it seem like it is, that doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean it is because look at just how the way the world works. You advertise all these fucking b- bad people about what horrible shit, what horrible shit they are, and then you engage in the sports entertainment of them. 
knowing fully well that nothing's going to happen to them. And then you get fucking shit on by certain people who say they're left because they're being a little bit conspiratorial. Or how, or how about fucking how, you know, uh, you know, duh, oh, look, uh, oh, look, um, uh, you know, um, uh, Elon Musk told Disney to go fuck themselves because they're thinking of, you know, taking their ad, um, advertisements off of Twitter, even though talking about it is still advertising because it's a sports entertainment storyline. So he said to Disney to go fuck themselves, and everyone thinks, like, oh, he's standing up to a corporation. No, it's just another fucking billionaire going at other fucking billionaires, you know, in a sports entertainment fucking feud. So ultimately, you still feud, with, you still side with, 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 with shitty people. They're going to promote... So... We'll see where that goes, but it seems like more and more Elon Musk is doing these stunts, like having being interviewed more. They like promote fucking oh look, the Daily Wire is coming out with a you know an anti-trans movie with like it, it just basically all you need to know is an excuse for closeted right wingers who you know ha- have self-loathing because they you know took a dick in their mouth or in their ass and they can't fucking admit it so they pretend like you know they're against the gay community but it's like self-hating shit but they align with dangerous fucking people so I see I, I don't mind outing fucking people who uh you know add, who add to the fucking uh who, like, you know, make uh, uh, regular people in their community um, feel unsafe and shit like that. Because that needs to be analyzed why a bunch of fucking claws... Then maybe it represents that people, uh, different fundamentalists in the system, who are conservative, who are, who do these fraternity initiations, do, do homoerotic shit too, while, like, doing, you know, heterosexual fucking... Hetero, uh, heteroerotic shit, basically. You know what I mean? And some of these people can't cope with that, so then they take their anger out on, like, you know, the civilians and saying that what they're doing is fucking evil. Or or, or what they, or who they are is evil, so, you know. But again, like, you know, people are, you know, like, like for example, what they're called, Anna's promoting it, and then doing bad faith arguments like, oh, there should be, uh... There should be uh, questions about uh, certain uh, things and all that with the sports. No, there really shouldn't be because sports is a great fucking thing. I I know you're trying to act cool because a lot of your right-wing fan base are fucking... Like, Anna and other fucking jerk-offs have to, like, adopt certain attitudes where they're overly into sports, even though they're not really that much into sports. And then they have to also, like, say shit like, oh, I really hate Trump, but man, you see, he's really fucking funny. Like, at a certain point, the fucking shtick gets kind of old. And if you don't think the shtick is getting old, then that just, that, that just means your, shit in co- your taste in comedy is complete and utter shit. That's how I fucking feel. I'm not looking, you know, again, I'm not Steven Crowder. I'm not looking for you to change my mind. I don't give two shits.
And and more and more you'll see people who like you know like Max Blumenthal's wife. I, I didn't know she was Max Blumenthal's wife. I thought she was just a brown chick in the left space. So you know like Anya Paramel Pill, whatever her name is. Paramel Pill. I, I I'm not good with saying fucking names. But like she's like you're know, going. Oh, I'm gonna vote for Thomas Massey over anyone in the squad. Like, you know what I mean? They just say you want to be a right winger. Stop acting like you're like you know you you're a fucking like uh, your, your transition to right wing is some like you know uh, um you know like sticking it to the man basically no you just wanted to be a regressive person to go to the right wing fucking side just fucking admit it and you're posing as a fucking and you know it's a bad fucking side that's why you still have to pose as a fucking leftist to make it seem like oh look this is where the where where the left should go. It's the same reason why Jimmy Dore, like, can pose as a left and enter... And, and the thing is, like, people who oppose the, 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 that there's a conspiracy at all in general... Like, again, two things I never really fucking got into... Because I always felt like they were kind of designed to be storylines that were going to play out... Were the Podesta emails and the Seth Rich fucking shit. And, I'm, and, I, and by the way, I'm not saying that there isn't something weird about it. But with the cold, but the fact that, like... And if you told me that powerful people are behind certain... Because, again, like, you show me shows like, you know, The House of Cards and everybody who... Or Succession. And everybody who watches these shows who are, like, in, in mainstream television or on the alt-media will tell you, oh, these shows are really realistic. And then when you go, okay, well, maybe somebody uh, in the political world killed Seth Rich. They go, oh, that's just a right-wing conspiracy. Again, I don't know. Again, here's the thing. When I entertain a conspiracy, I'm not like, okay, the Clintons are always behind something. I can be like, you know, how do I know Donald Trump isn't behind something? You think it's ridiculous because online they've hammered home that the Clintons are the only corrupt fucking people. But how do I know that there isn't right-wing fucking interest of people doing it? And even if the Clintons did do it, I'm not going to defend the fucking Clintons. But the reason why certain people, you know, and again, this is why some people, this is that, that post-left watch account, what they're called, there's some things that they'll get right, but there's some things that they completely get fucking wrong that sounds like a typical fucking establishment fucking centrist shithead. Because, like, the, 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 like they'll deny the conspiracy at all whatsoever. Even though, like, if it's proven true, these right-wingers like Jimmy Dore and Alex Jones now can pretend like they're the ones who, uh, you know, were the, the, they were the ones that, you know, uh, um, were, like, entertaining these conspiracies. You're basically just handing it over to them to, for them to look more credible. Even though they're bad-faith fucking actors. But there's a notion that you have to fucking deny the conspiratorial element. Like, well, then you know what? G- good luck because all, all these people on the left, all they do is limit themselves to fucking uh, to, to go at these people. You go from a sports entertainment thing and you think you're going to accomplish anything, really. And you're getting, and then they get mad, and some of them get mad at me, take jabs at me because I'm conspiratorial. That's why they have to keep hammering home that conspiratorial people are all right-wing. I'm not a fucking right-winger. I don't care how much you try to fucking spin it. I'm not a fucking right-winger. But I don't have to fucking trust official narratives. And when the official narratives are supposed to be debunked eventually, it makes the people that have been hammering home, um, you know, putting it out there, makes it look like they're the ones who are credible. That's why the right wing are the only ones that entertain it, because apolitical people will be like, hey, they're acknowledging, the consp- they're acknowledging there's something weird going on. Even though they're like insiders and they could be part of the reason why things are going the way they're going. 
And if that's the fucking case, that means that there would be an actual fucking conspiracy. You know. I, I jotted down some random shit. Like, okay, like, Blueface took a private jet to Mickey D's. I always think that whenever, like, it, 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 like in the entertainment circuit, it just seems like somebody just flexing. But because every every celebrity is part of, like, the propaganda thing and they got to do some type of fucking, you know, d- d- you know, some danger element, whether it's acting or aggressive, but also then using a private jet where, like, for, like, a, a meaningless reason to go to a Mickey D's, like, you know what I mean? Just to, uh, you know, basically because people keep pointing out that celebrities use, uh, rich people using, like, their private jets, um, like, for, you know, frivolous reasons. Or, or like, you know, it's, it's a reason why it's, it's adding to, like, you know, the, the, the shitty environment and the climate and all that kind of shit. So it feels like it's one of those type of things. I've seen some people point out, but see, this is what happens when you, you know, normalize it with an entertainment because people who just take in the entertainment will just look at it as like an entertainment circuit. They won't think there's anything wrong with it. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not saying he's the only one. I'm just saying, but like, it's just like, you know, he probably had a, he, that's probably part of his storyline now too, basically, because everything these celebrities do is not just random and them doing it on their own. It's like they're being pushed to kind of have a chaotic life. That's why you constantly have to have, like, Benny the Butcher and Freddie Gibbs, you know, feud as well over, you know. I forget who's chilling with whose baby mom, whatever. But it's, like, it's very, very pro-wrestling-like, you know. It's, like, very, I think it's Benny Butcher that's chilling with Freddie Gibbs' baby mother or something like that. It's, like, it's like you know, they're taking the Val Venus fucking storyline, you know. They're taking the Val Venus storyline and shit, you know, and then... It wouldn't shock me if people started doing that kind of shit, like, you know, exactly. Like, you know, Val Venus, like, revealing that he's sleeping with certain people's wives and all that kind of shit. And then people want to fucking go at him. Causing more fucking chaos in the world. So now I'll opt for, like, you know, um, you know like, wholesome type of... Uh, Discourse like something something as simple as like Twenty One Savage embracing you know going back to London England basically to embrace his roots of you know I'm sure there'll be many memes about it you know what I mean where like they'll post like oh look Twenty One Savage embracing his roots and it's like a bunch of like you know uh like someone will put like a bunch of colonists you know uh, you know uh, colonists basically like you know like old timey British dudes you know what I mean who people call colonizers and shit. Maybe he'll be chilling with Pete and Baz. I I I saw that up because again when I, I I I it's not like me making the same joke. I always fucking and I, I have to remind myself to fall for it. But whenever I'm listening to new music on like the hip hop hip hop subreddit whatever, um and then someone said fresh you know uh, Pete and Baz, I always always automatically fucking think Baz from you know Dreamville. And then maybe maybe Pete is like Pete Rock or something like that, and then it's, I always remember it's like white fucking dudes, you know what I mean, like old British dudes. And then I you know because like I always remember the joke about um Hannibal Burris said about um about how he canceled a Brit, um UK rap because he doesn't want to hear the voices of the colonizers. 
right? And I always find that hilarious, right? Even though I like UK rap, you know what I mean? Like, you know, people who like UK rap, you know, and, and I mentioned that joke, they get really fucking offended. Like, okay, dude, this is a fucking joke. No one, you know, no one's telling you not to listen to it. People think that if you make a joke about something, that it automatically means that everyone has to now, like, hate on the fucking person. It's just a simple fucking joke. No one's saying fucking hate on somebody. But, like, people, like, like people I know, I can't, I can't joke around fully like that because, like, if, if I make, some, make fun of someone they like or who they want to socially climb up to, it's like they give me fucking dirty looks. It's like it's, 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 a, it's a competition for no fucking reason. And then they hear, and then they, they secretly listen to this podcast, and then they double down on it on some fucking level because everyone everything has to be an over everyone has to be over top characters and all that kind of shit, and it gets annoying. I, I can't I can't be around fucking people I know. And they, and they do it on pur- they do it on purpose because they hear what they hear what I complain about, and they, and they you know do that on they do that on purpose. I don't know. I, 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 I thought, like, you know, 21 Savage would do, like, a WWE thing. You know, like, you know how D'Lo Brown represented for all of Europe, basically? Like, I was, I was hoping 21 Savage would start, like, you know, pretending he's, like, more British to make it even more parody or something like that. I don't know. Ariel Hawani is getting... Again, I don't know what his angle is because he's always, like, trying to... He's definitely becoming a more of a character. And he knew by saying this about when... when, uh, when uh, uh, what's his name? Daniel uh, Daniel Cormier was talking about how you know Sasha Banks needs to uh, Sasha Banks needs to you know uh, you know go back to WWE or you know whatever. And Eric Hawani goes, I don't think anyone would care. You know he he knows what he's doing, but it's like you know obviously disrespect. And and Mercedes has put up a video of her like you know making a comeback, so she's gonna be making a comeback. Maybe she'll go back to WWE. Most you know it wouldn't shock me. Since AEW is taking L's, but this might be AEW's way of you know uh, this might be a this might be AEW's way of um, um uh, this might be AEW's way of bringing her in maybe, and that you know that will be a pretty you know that will at least get women you know who are into her to watch, but then it's like you know the, instead of making a strong division like you know giving more time to the division to let other characters fucking develop and all that kind of shit and, and give them limited time it's like now they're gonna make mercedes the savior of it when you could have just had a strong division for her to join into like you know what i mean like like and, and i can't wait until like she comes to AEW and then they start making uh then like you know she'll, she'll she'll if 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 you're known for having drama around you in the in the in the real life kayfabe, then it's like that's gonna always be your fucking character. So she'll have something going on with AEW down the line if she does that. Like she'll have drama there basically, since her character is supposed to be you know part of that. That never goes away once you become a public figure. Basically, they will ensure it so then people can all people who hate hate on you can continuously pile on you. You know, I don't know. But I mean, Gates, I mean, I, I've been, been following the World Tag League. 
It, it looks pretty for the lineup. See, it looks pretty fucking good. I, I should try. I should have tried. But apparently, Gates of Agony have been in there. I don't think they've been winning much. From the from the, I, mean, I keep up with the standings and all that kind of stuff. And they haven't. I think they've won one match maybe. But they joined uh, House. They specifically joined House of Torture. Which again, with the club, like it's basically Bullet Club, but like they're always like in their own kind of world a little bit. They have their own little fucking feuds going on, but. The thing is, like, does that mean now Mogul Embassy is now part of House of Torture as well? Or is that going to be just like, you know, are we going to put Swerve by himself, essentially? And this is just a way of transition, uh, to, to, to transition uh, Gates of Agony out of that, basically. I don't know. Or does that mean Nana's a part of uh, Bullet Club now? I don't know. But, like, it's like, you know, House of Torture, like, by, by you know... Uh, like they're like they're like Baron Corbin, you know, uh, QT Marshall level heels, where people you know it's become like a, a you know an obvious fucking storyline about how they make more things horrible and shit. And they kind of made Show fucking you know I, I I thought Show would be the one that stood out. Show's the one with the with the, the torture right. Um, because, uh, because Yo is the one that's separate. See, I, I, I thought what the call the show would have had a better career post, um, you know, post their fucking tag team, whatever, but Yo is the one that actually has the be- like, you know, I look forward to something that he does more so than what show does, uh, with, with hanging out with them. And it's a shame too, because I used to like evil. I used to like, you know, evil in the LIJ. Like, you know what I mean? I thought he was a really good, for some reason, going to Bullet Club, you know, has from what I've seen of him, has like out of some reason his work rate went down completely. His matches are fucking. You know, they're always like, oh my god, I can't, I'm dreading watching his matches now, and I I can't believe I actually feel that way because I actually thought he would be a strong guy, outside like, doing a whole singles run on his own basically. Because even before he joined Lij, um, before he was see, again, he's been evil so long that I forgot what his like original name was. But I remember him, and I thought there was something to him. And then he joined Lij and became more of a character. I thought, oh wow, this guy's fucking great, man. I will see, you know. But I like Gates of Agony, man. So maybe they make the group better some somehow, at least work rate wise, at least. We'll see what ends up happening. Let me go to uh, Raw, and then I'll finish off. I said, I, I said well, I, I thought I was going to do this yesterday, so I said I'm not in a hurry to watch AEW right now because obviously everything is going on. There's going to be a discourse around it. But this, uh, but Raw had me struggling, and it was like a WWE punished people who haven't watched a full episode by saving Punk for the end and not giving the best. Even if there was like some segments I rock with, right? But watching it live and uh, it's tough between millions of adver- advertisements and some really some really dead matches at some point or dead portions of a match. Like I love the tag division, like the teams in it. To a degree, but the division is not like really as heated with great stories, and they do the typical reality show booking of repeating matches, and then doing the singles of that. When you have like, and and then when you have a turmoil match, it was kind of too long to sit through, and maybe because some of the acts were, um, maybe if, if some of the acts were uh, acts were heated as characters, but the like the only one that seemed like uh, seemed to his character are Alpha Academy and Imperium. But the Creeds are like the workhorses now, but they're still stuck in the random babyface sports entertainment character. I think it's I think it's also an hour with no commercial break, so it felt like forever. But 
Uh, let me get through some of the stuff since I already talked about the punk stuff in depth earlier on. So I don't have to do long write-ups to dissect his promo. The show opened with Orton cutting a promo. And, I'm, you know, I'm glad he's back. But I don't think this promo is all that great. Even if I like the Rhea that confronted him and with, with Dom. But I think Orton was like, you know, it, it, it was that like... I, like, I don't think Orton was that good with the promo, but it was fine. Like, I don't think he was that good with the promo in this segment. But the whole, like, Daddy's Back line was kind of cringe. He says, it sounds like a few of them missed him. He's back, and he cuts to the chase, and welcomes the, he welcomes the fans to the show. He says that he's been gone for a while, and that time he was gone, he gave him time to think about uh, about all his accomplishments, but he hadn't done one particular thing, and that was compete at a war game. So when his dear friend Cody Rhodes called him, of course he answered. Not only did he say yes because of Cody, it was because of Dusty. Um, Dusty created the match, and being a part of it... Um, and being a part of it to be part of wrestling history is to be being a part of it is to be part of wrestling history. He says uh, he also has some unfinished business, namely with the bloodline. Uh, he he may forgive, but he doesn't forget. And he got receipts for every member of the bloodline, and he does mean every single um, member. And those receipts will come in the form of a uh, the three most dangerous letters in the you know, you know the three more dangerous letters in the sports entertainment RKO. Um. Then Rhea comes out, and then she welcomes him back, and what a performance he had at War Games. Then she's surprised that he take orders from someone else, or team with someone who's wronged him, or or have a big return upstaged. So it's a shame that all of his potential is being wasted, and that the Judgment Day has risen as the most dominant force in, you know, in the company. War Game was just a bump in the road, and the reality is they're all dripping with gold, including the undisputed tag champion that nearly... Uh, with the, the you know the the tag titles that normal that uh, cost Orton his career because he got injured during the you know they took him out with while while he was tagging with Riddle feuding with the Usos right and then she adds that if it wasn't for him the priest would um would be world champion right now and she tells him to stop focusing on the bloodline because unlike them the Judgment Day gets a job done and they'll take him out permanently and Orton says he watched the product week in and week out he says all um, it was all about Rhea and mommy that but guess what you know he says daddy's back. And the crowd chanted, obviously. So it's true that a lot of things have changed, but one thing never changed, that no one tells Randy Orton what to do. Then she, like, laughs at him off and says she tried to warn him, but he made it, oh, he, he made them He made them the enemy now. And then J.D. and Dominic try to attack, and then Orton, uh, uh, but then Orton, like, fends them off. Uh, he throws J.D. into the ring post. He sets Dom up with a draping DT. Um, but then J.D. attacks Orton again, and he gets an RKO. Orton tells Dom not to go far because as soon as he leaves in the ring, he's going to Adam Pierce and demand a match with him. So I figure since the bloodline is in, the, is in his sights, it feels like he'll probably feud with them. But he'll probably be allowed to go to SmackDown and challenge for the title, for Rumble at least. Um, and then he'll still be here on Raw feeding with the Judgment Day. I like Rhea's part in this, but Orton was kind of generic. But he did get a pop for whatever he did because it just we, it's been a while since we, you know... Uh, you know, since we've seen him, right? But sooner rather than later, if these promos stay the same, then it'll get really old fast, you know what I mean? Because wrestling fans will, like, move on, but, you know, I don't know. I'm still back and forth with who's going to fuck up in the Judgment Day, Priest or Rhea, because it feels like we're supposed to think Priest could be the odd man out, but since Judgment Day supposedly doesn't have leaders, then Rhea's still kind of pulling the strings and making it clear her role is kind of in the leadership role. So it makes me think that there will be something there where she could be the one that gets exiled. I don't know. 
So later that you think you would, um, you know, so so later on you think it would be a problem with Priest taking the loss, but he was more pissed off than they were about the entire thing. But since they addressed what happened in the tag team turmoil match, I'll, I'll you know, I'll go, I'll, I'll, I have to cover it. So they had a tag team turmoil. Uh, then the tag team backstage, and then the rapper country dude Jelly Roll shows up, and they have some shitty interaction. I could like smell the mega and uh, you know vaccine denial off him. He looks like, you know, Jonah Hill played a fucking trap rapper in 2005. So, R-Truth interrupts and thinks they're actual jelly rolls, and then he makes his hour do the jelly roll dance, you know. See, if you, see, you have a serious number one contendership with the tag team turmoil shit, and then this, this is how the company previews it. Instead of them cutting dope promos, and everything has to be levitated with comedy. But I'll, I'll, I'll say to show that I don't have a, uh, you know, stick up my ass completely, I did find the Art Truth and Judgment Day segment funny. So then DIY beat Tazawa and Otis, so I guess they're opting to use him as part of the Alpha Academy, which means they're probably going to lead to more comedy while Gable can kind of do the singles and be a little bit more serious. They also beat Indu Share, DIY did. It's like they made them generic again, so people constantly think that this shit won't work. But, they, but, but, they, they, but they're created for discourse, and you might as well have left them on, you know, left Sang and Veer on NXT. Where they were doing good character work, you know what I mean? Like I thought, I'm not saying they are blowing the world away, but there was more potential with the mic work that they are doing. But again, if I, uh, if I advocate for something, people have to obviously shit on it, you know what I mean? So they pull strings like that. Because like now you have the internet shitheads um, running the discourse on how to book shit. Like, but even DIY feels empty, even when they do, like, even if they do well in the ring. Like Organo felt more over in NXT when he went back for the Fatal Four Way. But anyway, the Creeds beat them. There was like one segment. There was one part where like the. Where like I can't explain it. Like the, like he he launches off the ba- off the bat. Like uh, two of the people were like uh, Brutus and uh, I think Champa may have been uh, um, like tussling around, and then Julius like in the, near the corner while Gargano was on like the on, on perched on the fucking top rope, and then Julius launched off his back off the backs of like you know the others. And then went to the top, but he slipped off and fell kind of, but like he still recovered well. You know what I mean? It was so impressive. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, the Creeds beat them, they beat New Day, and they beat Imperium, you know. And the Creeds will get a title shot. I would have them win the titles, and then I would turn them heel to feud with Alpha Academy or some shit. If they turn Gable back into a heel, I could see him joining up with Ivy and the Creeds. Or I could see Creeds maybe kind of joining Imperium, maybe. Unless they want to bring AOP back to replace Ludwig and Vinci. Because ultimately, I think they both get kicked out of the group by Gunther. While we're thinking he's favoring one or the other. Like, maybe he knows both of them can't get the job done. But it's like, who's going to replace them? I keep saying AOP because, like, they're under contract. And once in a while on online, they'll, people will mention it. So, like, they want them to be part of the like the conversation somewhat. So you know they're around still. Backstage, Rhea's war- um, warning Dom about Orton when uh, Balor walks in and tells Priest that they can't take the Creed's brothers lightly. Priest, uh, you know, doesn't turn around because he's pissed off and Balor asks him if he's listening. Priest says he knows what they're th- all thinking and that he made, he uh, he was a, the maid leader at the war games and he lost it for them. And Rhea says they're still a family and, uh, 
you know, and uh, and Balor tell, tells them even after war games they're still a tag team champions. Rhea tells them that you know that they don't hold a grudge and they're a family. And Priest thanks them and asks, um, you know, Balor how JD is doing. They and then basically they go check on him. And then later on, Judgment Day find Truth eating jelly rolls backstage in their clubhouse, and they're really pissed off. I didn't want to do a whole dialogue, whatever, but Priest was super serious, and it wasn't like, he wasn't being over the top, so it came off better, and Truth offers to be uh, their partner for War Games, and they had to tell him the match already happened, and then Truth asked if they won, and he goes, how did I do? And then they get mad about that, and then he goes, okay, well, you know, he's excited because Orton is back, which again, pisses them off even more. And then JD offered to take out Truth, and I thought it would, it would get the match, you know, on this show, but it probably happened like next week. So then Jay does get involved in the set segment, but he did have one with Orton backstage. Since I'm doing the stuff with Religion Judgment Day, I might as well just go do that right now. Jay Uso approached Orton and says he heard what he said about the receipts from Bloodline and wanted and wanted to, wanted to know if he could get um, you know get a second chance. Orton says he know how Cody trusts him and how Jay uh, went to war with these guys and clarifies that you know he's going after the Bloodline as long as Jay is not part of them, he's good. And then you know basically they fucking embrace basically. So I figured we would get Orton to just, you know, uh, just to go Austin and still kind of be an asshole and RKOJ down the line. But I think they're just going to make Orton a clear-cut good guy. You know what I mean? That not everyone is going to have this lingering problem with Jay. And Orton has done some shady shit also. So, I mean, who, who, who is he to condemn someone for being steered the wrong way anyways, you know? So the main event, main event before the Punk promo was Randy Orton versus Dom. It was cool to see Dom main event in an episode of Raw with Orton, you know, and Orton facing his dad like 20 years ago and all that. It's like surreal see, having this match with his son. By the way, while I was typing this, he tried to move my cursor over while I was typing all this shit out for some odd reason. I guess they don't like me recapping shit. Orton won the match. It was pretty much clean. I was anticipating Bolly. You know, I think JD did get involved. I, I was uh, anticipating a, Bolly, a Bollywood... Uh, Bollywood boys level sell when when Orton would do the backdrop against the table with Dom, you know. He 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 also thwarted JD trying to get involved, so this was like an okay setup. I was expecting more of an angle to play out, but I'm gonna guess that Orton will be involved with them for a while unless Orton Ramley just goes to SmackDown for a while. He kind of just gets drafted there, since he might be facing Reigns. But maybe they want to like do that closer to the Rumble, maybe. Cody came out for a promo. He puts over the team of War Games and Orton was a mentor to him early on and remains one to this day and made a new memory on Saturday when he threw Priest with um, threw Priest to him and allowed him to get the pin and not and not just any match but his dad's match. And the other story was was uh, you know CM Punk and Cody says no one knew what was going to happen and no one knew what will happen and Cody just basically welcomes him back. He says a fisherman always spots another fisherman from afar basically. And he has some news to, of his own to break. He says that um, at this point, people know him, which means that they're the only one place for him, and that's to announce himself as the first entrant in the 2024 Royal Rumble. Uh, and then the lights go out, and Nakamura appears on the screen. He says it takes a brave warrior to finish the story, but he's been waiting a week after week, but no longer he'll be waiting, and he'll be bringing his own chaos to him. And then basically he's saying something about setting him free, I guess. I don't know. And then he appears in the ring behind Cody and gets him with the red mist. So like you know, they can't do blood. So Cody's like you know, cause you know, Cody like with the like the red color face face paint on him, like you know, like any blood or anything that always looks kind of fucking cool. Cause I guess he's so blonde and white that when like you know you have red mist, it really stands out. So you can't really do blood all the time in WWE. But so I guess it's the closest thing you would see. And then he bows in front of Cody as he lays there. 
So this will be a good feud as much as I like Nakamura. I wish they put him in top feuds where he actually is winning. Because I know he's going to ultimately lose the blow-off match. But I hope they have a series of matches maybe and he gets a win. I don't know. This is what I expected basically for Cody before the Orton Orden return because I assume maybe Orton would turn heel and actually feud with Cody. Um, but this is the first uh, stop to officially get him back on track for the Rumble spot. But this company, he was not. He has not lost a match since coming back, and he can't get a title shot. So I guess like reality show sports and entertainment rules are: if you attack someone, taking you off your path, you better get it settled with them before you go back to your path. I guess I don't know. It was a fine segment. The brief mention of Punk was interesting because down the line, I think something will happen with them. You know, Ivar and Bronson's match went to a double count now, and they just wrecked a bunch of people, security people. Bronson ran into a guy sitting in a chair. But the guy just kind of sat there after, and Bronson actually like, avalanched against him. So it's like you know, the crowd got into this when you know hell broke loose. I Ivar showed up uh, on NXT during the Fatal Four Way. So this, yeah, I mean, this feud feels like one of those big, like you know, like you know, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley level destroying you know every single thing. Explosions happen. Like I, I can see that happen. I can see them even doing the ring spot where it breaks. They do that every couple of years. You know, just let them do a bunch of hot shit and destroy stuff. Zoe and Shayna had a segment with Naya, and it was a typical setup. Naya ended up winning the match. It was a decent match. It feels like they're going to build up Naya to versus Rhea since they're keeping her strong. You might as well have made made Naya the Survivor Series match because it would have had more heat than the Zoe and Rhea match. Even if you don't like Naya's work or anything like that, at least like the the audience, the smarty crowd in Chicago would have you know been booing Rhea nonstop. It would have been more heated with it, you know. Um, I don't know. Then uh, Gunther tells Imperium that he expects them to go to Adam Pierce and start this DIY issue. Like, like I don't. Okay, Vinci starts to speak, and then Ludwig takes over, and he'll take care of it. I don't know what exactly there's to take care of because it was pretty much settled, and it was not like they were interacting in the tag team turmoil match. You just feel like more filler until Gunther either kicks one or both out. And then as they go away, Miz approaches and says that he heard he wanted his next challenger to challenge him to his face. And Gunther asks if he's sure, but Miz says he knows this time he can beat him. And Gunther says Miz proved that he belonged in the ring, but not just with him, but just not with him. It was cool. I'm sure Gunther. I'm, I'm sure Gun, um will get another match, but I really hope they don't have Miz beat Gunther for the title. Like you had a good thing going, but if another title match. To, to I don't know, maybe maybe with another title match to maybe like get a better like one than the Survivor Series one you know like Miz could talk himself up and talk about you know, the names who who he's beaten for the title like he did beat Reigns for at one point you know using that you know in a current promo where Reigns is not beaten it would mean something if you're gonna do a big match for maybe a holiday show or some shit so they love to give these kind of matches away but I I don't think it's gonna be lasting till the Rumble. So maybe Miz will have to incorporate some of the moves of the past IC champions and all that. Maybe they heard my podcast and was like, yeah, we can do even better with this. But I do think someone like Jay Uso or maybe Gable should eventually beat Gunther for the title. Chelsea and Niven beat Natty and Tegan. It was a pretty standard match. Nothing too stand out. The division is not really the greatest with how damage they have done to it purposely. Becky cut a promo backstage. She said that she felt like she went to war with an epic battle. And that Saturday was about making amends, and she never knows when things may switch up. But this, this, uh, that, that, but that was that Saturday. And Becky said that um, so she has some fights on the horizon, one more pressing than the other. I, I hope if they do Seth and Punk feud, that maybe AJ Lee makes an appearance and kind of 
gets involved with Becky, because that would be, you know, don't don't feud maybe with, with other microphone. Maybe down the line, I do think AJ will have, AJ Lee will eventually return to the ring down the line because never say never in this industry. Even if they go, no, 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 dude, she has neck issues. She's not coming, or no, she has back issues. She's not coming back. Like, you guys said the same thing with Edge, all right? If, if Edge came back, I'm not saying everyone's going to come back or on some level, but if Edge is able to come back, I'm allowed to entertain the thought of somebody coming back. As long as they're not fucking, you know, a paraplegic. But even still, I'd probably think that they'd get some Illuminati advancements to make them heal faster anyways. You know. So immediately, um, uh, Seth, uh, so I'll go to the Seth Rollins promo. So Seth expected the CM Punk chance, and he, he was really ready for them. And in, in this era, Seth Rollins is witty enough and good enough performer that he's able to hold his own on the microphone, you know. So he encourages the chance when they tell and tells them to t- get out of the system. He doesn't want to spend one more second or an ounce of energy on that hypocrite. Instead of talking about someone who doesn't matter at all, how about they talk about the one thing that doesn't matter, the title that the, over the last six months he's built into the most important thing in the entire industry. So he's got to be real. He's not feeling too good in fresh F war games, but he's starting to get the itch again to be a fighting champion. He says he uh, wants to see uh, Pierce. He saw Pierce earlier, and then he gets interrupted by Drew, and Drew says it's been a crazy 40 hours, and people are talking about them even outside the ring. He extends his hand and tells Seth that he wants to congratulate him on the victory at war games, and they, they shake hands. Drew says Judgment Day's plan didn't go um, get get him J, J, um get him in Jey Uso and apparently included losing this match. It made him realize that he's put Jay on the back burner and focused on really important, the world title. And he asked that if you remember what we told him before, the crown jewel and he missed he had no one to blame but himself for losing back then. Drew said he could see in Seth's eyes when he uh, was finished uh, finished um but for some reason he felt compassion and thought for, um of Seth and his title um little girl backstage so he grabbed Seth's uh, face to tell him he's gonna be okay and he slapped him in the face. Drew realized that he had to get rid of any emotion and compassion. So the hell with Jey Uso. He wants his rematch. Seth believes Drew deserves a title match, but there are a few other people who deserve a title match too. This is why he came out here to announce that he'll be defending his title on Raw next week. And Drew asks who he'll be defending it against, and Seth says that he'll come on and just say it. He'll be defending the title against Jey Uso. And Seth says it's not personal, but Drew's consensus is that he headbutted the title. He, Oh, uh, no, sorry. She's not personal, but Drew headbutt set uh, to the ground, basically, and bust himself open. I think the common consensus is that he headbutted the title, basically. Not like, you know, it wasn't from that. I think it was from that. Drew picks up Seth and runs um, um, and runs him into the corner before suplexing him. He grabs Seth's head and asks, if it isn't personal, then he beat Jey Uso two weeks ago, so he's ahead of him. And then Jay makes a save, and eventually they both super kick him. It's weird because Drew is wearing his kilt, and then after the attack, he just had his boxers on or other shorts. And he just looked kind of weird because he had a leather jacket on still. But it was another um, segment where I can see Drew's point of view. And maybe Seth decided to give Jay the title because he was petty about Drew joining the heel team. So maybe he didn't want to cut him a fucking solid because he already thought he made up his mind. Because he decided to be a bad guy with the people that are trying to ruin them. Or, you know, Even if Drew's acting like he is like in a better spirits now... This felt like the heel heat was even more doubled down this time, where it solidified, where it solidified basically. And I think even more so next week because he's going to face Sami Zayn, and Sami approaches him, 
Seth needed to talk, and says Drew couldn't beat Seth fairly, so he headbutts him when he wasn't looking. And Sammy says Drew isn't the same one who's faced disappointments, and that he's faced everything Drew has ten times over, you know, because about losing to in his hometown and all that kind of stuff. And he still got back up because Drew's even had a world championship already and has everything. He's six six, built like that, and yet he still complains. And Drew says he's going to take Sammy and Seth's advice and start building his way to the top. And by first beating Sammy next week. It'd be even more hilarious if Sammy beats Drew, you know what I mean? I don't know. But I don't think, I don't know if Drew and Seth is going to be for the Rumble match, since the uh, the contact shit is like, so the contract shit is not fully resolved in, in the real life discourse. Or did that, did that get settled on television? Because if they don't go to Punk and Seth at Rumble, then I can see it for Mania. But I would have opted for him to face Gunther at Mania, but maybe Gunther is still IC champion by then. So anyway, the final segment was CM Punk. I'll just read this, even though I talked about it and played it earlier. So it looks like hell froze over. He's standing in a WWE ring with a live mic on Raw. Not the fact that the Blackhawks fan is in the Predator's home barn, so he needs to fucking incorporate more shitty hockey references, but whatever. Listen, we all have our vices. I want to make more Sopranos references for the rest of my fucking life, so I don't know. Punk says lately he's feeling more like himself, and Saturday was a career highlight for him. He came with two words, and he's afraid to say them because he's afraid that people won't believe him. But he's changed. He says the American dream once told him to speak from the heart, and you'll never go wrong. And he says, I'm home. So that he didn't know how he would feel to come back, but it feels like him again. And after 10 years, no one forgot him. Across the countries, continents, arenas, all over the world, people did not stop chanting his name. The voiceless found their voice, and that's why he came back. He wished he didn't have to leave, but the wise man, a wise man once told him to get, to get his, uh, to get this place, to get him, uh, to get what he wants out of this place, he would have to leave, and sadly, you know, and come back, basically. And sadly, the wise man was right. So sadly implies that, you know, he doesn't like Heyman right now. So there's been a warm welcome, um, both from the crowd and in the back. He, and he was people asking about AJ. He says AJ is doing fabulous and sends her regards. So he's, he's been, it's been all smiles. It hasn't been all smiles, though. Some people in the back are afraid that he just raised the bar that took the br- and took the brass ring from his back pocket. They're afraid of the efforts that, at, at being the best in the world on the microphone and even on commentary. Um, you know, um, is a lie, and, and 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 he's the one that's back. He's the best in the world, and in living color, and his uh, name is CM Punk. In the end, he looks at the camera and says, "He ain't here to make um, make friends. He's here to make money." I had to paraphrase a lot because of whatever. But this was a shitty promo, but it was like, it was punk, so the shitty, if it's shitty online, it worked to get people riled up because he didn't say anything really that great. And like I said, I was not expecting him to shoot on, on AEW or throw a title by, and, you know, but saying it wasn't a substance, saying it wasn't any substance to it, it's clear he's going he's gonna to end up going heel to the others because mending because of this whole storyline is actually the real-life kayfabe Jey Uso storyline since it's about mending fences. I don't know. People are going to type this shit up, and I don't know if uh, I don't know the um, the clear direction right now, right away, but it feels like him and Seth are going to be facing off eventually. I was going to see Becky cut a promo on Punk, you know, but whatever. I was going to see Rhea or Priest cut a promo on Punk. I hope they can step their game up. I hope people who approach them can, you know, do that. I wonder if you'll have a match on Raw before the year closes out for to pop a big holiday rating. I can see them trying to pop a you know holiday rating, but I'd love to see Miz and Punk you know kind of go out on the microphone. I think once a feud starts, I think Punk will eventually incorporate other people in AEW in his program. You know, 
the rumor right now is that he might be facing Austin at Mania, which is another. I I'm gonna, I mean, listen, it's curious. I know I'm not gonna go to Mania, so it's gonna fucking depress me. So I know that I need to fucking prepare myself not to, even though like it's a big match in my fucking head. I have to like now prepare myself not to give a shit because I know I'm not gonna go. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not like you know connected. Or I haven't politicked enough to you know get to go to a mania. You know. And I'll go over this quickly. Tony and Stax, you know, beat Lotharios in a pretty decent tag match. I would have had them win the match. I feel Lotharios could use it more, but whatever. I like Tony and Stax, and they have grown on me, but they're just way too gimmicky for me, you know. They started out with a brawl, so I cut the intros, obviously. Axiom and Nathan were talking about Baron Corbin's promo last week and said it was um, as good as uh, it would be like winning the NXT Championship. They would love to have Corbin's life. I'm sure they can do both. I don't know why you can't do both. Way to make the title seem like shit. But then I actually agree with Ilya storming in and talking about how they don't respect his life, essentially. Maybe that was a little too extreme, but, you know. I respect his anger, you know. And and then him and Nathan Frazier had a match after the arguing. Ilya beat Nathan. It was a decent match. But Corbin then got into his head even more by cutting another promo. So he figured he'd see Ilya the same way. He has to talk, to, um, has to talk, to his, talk with his family. She said how Ilya's breathing fire with how he beat a man he once considered a friend just because he said he wanted Corbin's life. So the only thing he's missing is the NXT Championship, and he'll gladly send Ilya back home to Germany, first class as a Christmas present after he beats him. This is a decent. I wish Corbin, you know, uh, Corbin was more protected on the roster because he he beat Ilya, but he lost other matches. I don't feel excited, but whatever. It'll be a good match though. Corbin, the character, has done fine on this brand. Ilya did, like, three H-bombs to win the match, basically, and to make it definitive as possible. This guy's, like, one of my favorite wrestlers right now. I'm sure I'm sure he'll be on the main roster by 2024, so that when they go to Germany for the pay-per-view, this guy will have a big match there, probably, maybe. Kiana and Roxy, just, um, uh, sorry, um, Lawler picked two matches for the qualifying. It was Kalani beating Kiana. And Roxy distracted her, and then Braun defeated Eddie Thorpe. I thought maybe Eddie might win because I felt like the match was putting more people who are trying to raise their stock than the established main event guys. But I'm sure you know he'll probably win or some shit. Who knows? It could actually end up being you know tricks to tie his arc back to uh, to tie his arc you know all the way back together with Ilya. You know. So Kiana and Roxy start brawling backstage during a segment. Roxy goes into the locker room. Says as long as she is, um, isn't going to get into the Iron Survivor match, and neither is Kiana. She's told that there will actually be a second chance match next week where everyone who didn't qualify will face off in a fatal four-way to get in the match. And Tiffany um, tells uh, uh, tells uh, um, Roxy that since Kiana is in the match too, she should, shouldn't even bother, and then she shoves her down. A brawl break up, and the woman tried to break it up. I, I could have sworn Kiana then got involved behind afterwards. But in the end, uh, of the after the main event, Kiana and Roxy were brawling in the parking lot to close the show. Then Lyle says the deadline will be interesting to see who comes out of the Iron Survivor matches as a new challenger. And Fallon said that she'll make the most of her second chance as Tatum practically creeps around the corner. I saw it random. Lexus King gave Briggs and Fallon props for, you know, getting into the match, or at least in Fallon's case, trying to get another shot. 
And he questioned Jensen and basically led to a match later on. But since Lexus is getting in people's heads, it feels like at least uh, Briggs will try to maybe do singles in 2024. Since they're kind of making him, like, you know, more in shape. He's, like, you know, like, seems like he's, like, kind of past, like, you know, the old aesthetic, whatever. But the NAC Anonymous showed, NAC Anonymous showed Lexus walking into a room when Trick walked in by implying he could have been the one to attack, which then kind of confirmed it to Mello and Trick. So backstage, Trick and Mello agreed that it was Lexus who jumped from Trick, and Mello said he was going to make him pay tonight during the match. Trick said he wants nothing more than to knock his ass down, but he's got the Iron Survivor Challenge in less than two weeks, and he needs to keep focus on the prize. Mello said he doesn't have a prize to keep his eyes on because Lexus took it from him, and Trick tells Mello they're past attacking people from behind, nor getting involved in matches, Mello agrees. So the Mello does get involved, in, but Briggs didn't want him getting involved. But the distraction ended up favoring Lexus, so he beat Jensen. So I feel like there's much more to the storyline, because I do feel even if Lexus attacked, maybe Mello gave incentive, but there's clearly more going on to be leaked, maybe. Chad Gable had cut a promo, so the metaphor saw how close he was to winning the Heritage Cup. But the rules are rules, and Dome tapped, tapped out after the match. Maxi says she wants to get her hands on Lash Legend, and Chad challenges Metaphor to a six-person mixed tag match next week. Gnome called Alpha Academy a bunch of dafties. I missed Chad Random close last week and proved once again why Metaphor is better than everyone else. So nothing will make him better, make him happier than beating a team as beloved as the Alpha Academy. So this will continue to be a fucking feel. I hope it leads to something other than, you know, other than just comedy segments. But I do like that Gable is back at NXT because, you know, there's a Chase U segment where uh, they're doing a press inter- press conference interview being questioned while JC Jane and Thea were like lowering their heads in shame. He thanks the investigators for the cooperation and communication during the time. He wishes that uh, he was under better circumstances and he wants to um, be more forthcoming, but is limited in what he can say. He said that Chase U has been accused of gambling and misuse of university funds. Says univer- the unfortunately, this is all true. He um, says that he'll pay back the debtors and so he wants to refocus on training uh, training future WWE superstars and he can't disclose how much he owes but he's working to pay it all back as soon as possible and apologizes for the stress. This is put Chase U students through and the faculty under. So I think we're supposed to assume that Chase was the one who did the gambling but I, I it was brought to his attention instead of focusing on who did it. He offered a, I think he offered to pay it himself but... Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he found out about the scandal to get ahead of it, but without knowing who really did it. But it could be, the, it could tie back to Duke's poker character, since he's also a gambler, you know what I mean? I would have loved for it to be, you know, that, that, that I, I thought it was going to be Tony and Stax, took, that he took, he took a dive for, uh, took a dive for them to get the titles, to get the morale back with Chase U, but I don't know. Carmen, that Carmen chick says in martial arts, you're taught to, not to, uh, to feel, not think. And Ariana Grace is the only able to think about herself and she opens her mouth. So uh, Ariana will maybe be a decorated beauty queen, but she's a decorated uh, black belt and Ariana should have the thought of, um, about that when she uh, kept saying her name. So Ariana won the match. The right call, I'm into her character more than the Carmen character, but before the match, Gacy cut a promo. He looks like he's disheveled. He said that he had he the camera under the ring. He asked if people really care about him. And moved the camera to show he's hiding under the ring, obviously, and pounds on the pounds on it. So he's, he's, he's uh, being beneath them is where he's want um, where he's wanted and new perspective is hard to deal with. And he wouldn't wish on his worst enemy. So during the match, he comes out from under the ring and steals the bell. And then and then rang the bell when the, when, uh, in the crowd when Ariana won. I, I really don't know what the fuck this is, what they're doing. 
Like he's like he's like he's acting like me post Howard Stern. Uh, Wes cut a promo before his match, and he's put over winning the title, winning the title back. It was a good main event. Ivar interfered, and him and Bronson brawl to the back. So so Wes beat Gargano and Grimes. I imagine he'll beat Don for the title. Wes does feel like he has made the meaning of the title more important by like you know like having a defining character for it. And Dom has grown in such a dope heel that it feels like a decent feud for the title. Title should have should have that, but it could be more heated. But maybe they'll have the final promo um, to really sell the, the match. Basically, I don't know. Anyways, I'm gonna go now. I just it's almost seven p.m. I want to get this done quickly. I gotta watch Impact. I gotta watch AEW still. I haven't watched it. I don't know if I want to watch it. I might just do a quick recap like I do with Raw and NXT basically.